Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So the Titanic was the biggest ship on the ocean, but that didn't mean it was unsinkable. Okay. I want you to use ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official ombudsman of the Desperate Spike Podcast. You like apples? Welcome back into another edition of the Just Press Play podcast, and one can only hope we are as good as the previous weekend of football oh, that man. we just watched wow. in the division round. We got Pops, Uncle Tony, LJ in with us. LJ, first off, are you staying warm? I hear Chicago's getting a little chilly. Uh, I am indoors. That's the warmest I can be right now, so <laughs> I'm doing okay this moment. I will say... Um, we, I was, uh, we, we all, me, Pops, and Tony all saw each other this week. And Saturday was a little better than Friday. It, and uh, we're all, you're going to just scoff at us talking about temperatures. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, bring it. Our cold yeah. and LJ's cold, two different things. <laughs> but, but I'm telling you, there's just like, so Friday night we're in Hot Springs, Arkansas, and it was like 20 degrees or so at nighttime. And it was like painfully cold, like walking to, from the car to the restaurant. <laughs> oh, I, I like, thought you were going right, to say it got colder because that sounds pretty balmy. Well, what I was going to say is Saturday wasn't that much warmer, but felt like a game changer. Like it felt it was probably only 10 degrees warmer, but that that 10 degrees made. Well, I I will tell you, I think there's like a 25 degree threshold where if it's under 25, it just hurts. Doesn't matter. Um, (laughs) But if it's over 25, it's not that bad. Like over 25 in the sun, it's comfortable in the shade. It was it was manageable. But under that, and it was like, it's just cold. Yeah, we better not be outside for too much longer because my hands are getting cold. Once my hands get cold, I'm just cold. Yeah. So, yep. Um, you're, you said five degrees. Is that where we're currently? Yeah, it's currently five degrees here right now. By the time I wake up in the morning, it should be around negative six, negative seven. Uh, but it will warm up to a nice toasty 14. So. <laughs> Oh, good, good. Uh, so but it'll go be sunny. A bike ride. You wow. know, Kevin said if it's sunny, it'll be okay. It'll, it'll be well. Right. That's still under twenty five, <laughs> so um, that's still under our threshold. Um, wow, we have we have some a lot to get to. First, we got to recap some of these great games. Best we, game we week talked, of football I've maybe ever seen in my life. Well, maybe I, I know ever, we yeah. mentioned it. We mentioned it off the pod. I don't know. I think we talked about it on the pod too, but. We talked about divisional round is usually the best weekend or sets up to be. And three of the games ended on the all four actually ended on the last play of the game. Yep. Three of them ended on field goals as time expired. And then as the world all saw uh, the Bills (laughs) Chiefs, which was just insane, ended on a a touchdown to win it overtime. So we got we got to talk all the games. We're probably going to I'm sure we're going to talk overtime. Is that the right rules? Is there different ways? I think you might be surprised where LJ, the guy who normally <laughs> want new rules, might stand on this. 
Uh, we got to talk a little commercials. Dad apparently pops not only is I don't he doesn't have a bougie problem, but he told us that he has a question and an observation. So I don't know if the listener is as intrigued as I am, Pops, but I cannot. Well, wait I will say for the for listener that. out there that's worried he doesn't have a bougie problem, he does. He told us earlier it's that we're too mean to him. So yeah. we're trying <laughs> yes. to do our best. That's to today's him. bougie problem is y'all. <laughs> Paul Paul got his. He might have even hurt. said it. He might have even used an expletive in that. In that sentence. I don't know. Might um, have my ass. <laughs> I want to. LJ, can you just tell me if this makes sense? Um, one of the quarterbacks. From the playoffs so far, has played two games. His offense has accounted for 13 offensive touchdowns. He's thrown for near 80, near 80% completion percentage, 637 yards, nine touchdowns, and no picks. Another quarterback from these playoffs has thrown for a 60% completion percentage in two games, 300 yards total, zero touchdowns, and two picks. One of those is now going on to the NFC Championship. The other one, Josh Allen's sitting <laughs> up in Buffalo wondering what the hell is go- what happened. Yeah. My gosh. Yeah. These games are insane. Let's get into the the Bills. The Chiefs beat the Bills 42-36 to in overtime. Um, in the final two minutes, really, at the two-minute warning of this game, guys, it was um, – let's see. I have to go back. There were so many touchdowns right at the last little bit. Yeah. It was – 26 to 21 yeah. at the two minute warning. Buffalo was at a fourth and 14, had to get it. At that point in the game, both defenses probably felt like they had done a good job. Yeah. And then all hell broke loose. The dam just broke. It was crazy. Those days at work. I totally understand. <laughs> 25 <laughs> points in just the final two minutes of regulation. And then we saw, obviously, the touchdown in overtime. Uh, do we want to just talk about the game first and then get into what are we like overtime or where, where do we want to go with this? Oh, one? we got to talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. All right. Well, Uncle Tone, let's just not a game. There, not was, a game. there was three games <laughs> leading up to this. All three prior went on the final uh, field or the field goal to win it as the time expired. And I'm just thinking in my head, I was like, this has already been a great weekend of football. This was the Sunday night game was the one we were all waiting on. And I was kind of always like, we're kind of do as fans for maybe a letdown game. And this game was anything but just get, what's your thoughts on the game, Uncle Tony? Start us off. Man, I tell you what, it it was something. And uh, uh, it, it's hard to find the superlatives, you know. Uh, it, it just yeah. actually, to be honest with you, the, the last two minutes are still a blur for me. I mean, I go back and I look at uh, the box score and, and look at the scoring plays. And it's like, how did that, how did that? Oh yeah. How did that? Oh yeah. How did that? Oh yeah. <laughs> it was just amazing. And, and I'll say this, I, you, you know, sometimes we say quarterbacks get too much credit in this league, but I'm telling you, that's probably the best uh, two minutes, two and a half minutes of quarterback play that, that I've, I've, frankly ever seen and, and well and even before that they, they, it's not like the quarterbacks weren't playing good before that but they went from good to hall of fame good. hall of fame good i, I mean i will yeah. say i think that there was quite a few defensive failings in the last two minutes of that game i don't know how many times you can uh let a guy open up in the middle of the field <laughs> when they've got three timeouts so you need to be watching the middle of the field yeah but you're, I mean, you're damn right. Some of the best quarterback play to ever well, happen. Well, I mean, what's crazy is that final two minutes was so good, you kind of forget about that one play, 75-yard drive they had where Josh Allen threw a touchdown strike that 
not only was it a beautiful throw, but it, the ball never left. Like usually when they throw a deep ball, the ball leaves the screen. It was like on a mm-hmm. rope, 75 yeah. yards. Like that is insane. <laughs> Incredible. I, don't get beat, but it's hard not to get beat when you didn't realize that that quarterback just has a cannon that the league's never seen before. <laughs> I mean, I, uh, I'm, what do you think? What do you think? So pops, we get the, let's just fast forward to when Gabe Davis which I didn't realize this. Maybe you did. He's Jerry Rice 2.0. I mean, he was insane on Sunday. He got his gold jacket. Uh, he had the touchdown right before on the fourth down where Josh Allen threw it so hard on that blown coverage. Or was it – which one was the one where Josh Allen threw it so hard to him he actually fell after he caught it in the end zone because it, the ball's motion just kept – the momentum kept taking him back. Yeah, I think that might have been the last one. The second yeah. to the last, um, maybe. Or, yeah. yeah. So it, that felt like a game where – each time someone scored, you went, and it happened four times. Okay, they left too much time on for Mahomes. Yeah. Okay, they left too much time <laughs> on for Josh Allen. And yeah. then we said it as a joke, but then we said yep. 13 seconds, that might be too much time for Mahomes. I don't think time. anyone truly thought, no, I really th- I'm confident, confident that they're going to – like you knew they might, but they just went right down the field. LJ, are you saying – and let's go ahead and get the elephant out of the room. Everyone thought it was funny. It was the obvious joke on Twitter. And still, all my friends thought it'd be funny to share with me that <laughs> Mahomes got down there in 13 seconds and Dak Prescott ran one draw with 14 seconds and <laughs> couldn't get the couldn't get a field goal or a touchdown off. Uh, are you blaming the defense for that, LJ? Or are you just that's good offense? Well, I do want to throw out before we get into that, that I thought you had the joke of the week. As soon as that play comes up, you said quarterback drawing coming. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that was absolutely a defensive failing. Uh, it's it's always, you know, I don't know whether it was a, a play call or whether it was a blown coverage. It's, you know, it's always kind of hard to tell that. But the fact that the middle was wide open when the Chiefs had three timeouts, I think is absolutely asinine. You, you, you play the defense that you've stopped them with so far. You don't play that that sidelines prevent. Um, well, so this is something that just came out. Um, it, I think the clips came out um, this morning, but it's on. It was on in, on Tuesday morning on Inside the NFL. <clears throat> they played the you know mic'd up clips, and you if you heard after the game, Kelsey talks or Mahomes talks about how Kelsey actually kind of drew that route up, and that wasn't the route that was planned for. And actually, on the sideline right after the Bills score, when there's 13 seconds left, you can hear a mic'd up clip of Kelsey walking up to to tra- uh, Tyreek Hill. And he says, hey, Tim, with the way they've been guarding you, you just run that out and then kind of poke in, and I'll just get in the way. So at least you get 10 to 15 yards inbounds. We got a timeout. And then the next play, right before the huddle, Kelsey was apparently telling Mahomes, I know what I'm supposed to run, but the way they've been guarding me, I'm going to fake out, and I might just sneak back in. We'll see. And then you hear the mic'd up clip. You hear Mahomes right before go, do it, Kel, do it, Kel. And so <laughs> the just the, the one, I love that the Chiefs were like, as soon as they score, they're not going like, Damn, that's going to be tough to score in 13 seconds. They're like, right, we're going to score in 13 seconds. Here's okay. how. Here's how we're going to do. Yeah. yeah, and then yeah, that's what you want to see. And yeah. then the, just the you when you have a tight end like Kelsey, who I think Gronk might be the best tight end we've ever seen. Kelsey is right there with him, and then right Mahomes there. might be might end up being one of the best quarterbacks we've ever seen. And then they're also that in sync. It. Yeah, I know the defense screwed it, up, but. It's hard to stop a team when the, when you, you have that. You bring all that up, that does make me feel a little bit uh, less angry at the Bills' defense. Honestly, that does make it that that does make it sting less because yeah. that does sound like the Chiefs knew what to do. They were playing chess out there. Yeah. Uh, they were playing football, but they were also playing chess. And 
um, that's how you beat a tired team right there is you outsmart them. Well, and that's the so team that's scored so fast. You also have to think about this. And I thought, obviously I'm biased. I thought Roma was fantastic on this game on different calls. And he talked about the defense where he was saying he wasn't even blaming the defense as much as at one point he goes, when you have that many touchdown drives that quick, that's the defense literally sprinting up and down the field over and over and over again. Yeah. They have mm. to be gassed, mm. yeah. just gassed. And then, like the Tyree Kill touchdown where we almost forgot about this one because it's just so much. They throw that like in route to him, and one, Mahomes throws it so perfectly to where Tyree Kill, the fastest player. I don't know if saying fastest player in the NFL is doing him justice. Might be the fastest player yeah. on this planet or fastest person on this planet. I don't know. But he throws it so perfectly that he never breaks stride. And then for him to give the – me and LJ were talking about this before. I don't know if you all seen the still shot. He threw the peace sign up to that Buffalo Bills player. <laughs> When the Bills yeah. player was like two yards in front of him with an angle still, yeah. and he was still confident <laughs> enough that that angle ain't good enough, buddy. That ain't going to cut it. And he, he was some right. boldness. He yeah. knows. He knows how good he is. He has no question in his mind. Technically, Pops, that probably should have been taunting. <laughs> no, it should have been. I mean, in the regular season, it would have been. They've got to re- review those rules because that shouldn't be any time. But right. if you're going to be yeah. consistent, they probably should have called it. But I'm glad they didn't. Agreed. And and I will say it didn't actually affect the the results because it would have been uh, assessed on the kickoff. So um, we don't have to worry too much about it. But. The biggest Sorry, I you think were saying the but. biggest flaw, I think, for for, you, you know, the Bills are going to be sick. The Bills coaching the Bills team because I mean, you just you played an you played an almost perfect two offensive games in a row now and you're now going home. And that's just that's tough. That's unfortunate. I feel bad for any AFC team that doesn't have a Patrick Mahomes or Jonathan or yeah. Josh Allen. Looking at that and going, mm. how are we supposed to win? We don't have one of those guys. I don't maybe yeah. Joe Burrow because he is fun, but mm-hmm. it's just it's scary if you're in the AFC. Tom Brady playing chess by moving out of the AFC two eight, two yeah. years ago. <laughs> I tell you, yeah. So I tell you, ahead, you read it. Yeah, this is for next year. You run the football. And we talked about that, you know, you just can't run the football. Josh Allen ran the football. And uh, when it came time for them to try to slow Kansas City down, they couldn't run the football. And so I thought that was interesting. They did a decent job of it, but nobody ran for 150 or 180 yards. And that's kind of how you got to beat that team. And uh, so you didn't see that happen. I don't know that anybody can do that. So, uh, but man, what a game. And yeah, th- there were so many, uh, so many classic uh, athletic plays in that game. It's just, just amazing. Mahomes dive for the touchdown. Um, the, uh, mm-hmm. and then yeah. at, you said it, Tyreek just took off. I just never seen anything like that. And then the last, the play to win it, it was the perfect route and the perfect throw and the perfect location. And, and I, like you said, LJ, I, you can feel bad that they could go back and say, man, we are defensive coordinator sucks. And no, they just made some perfect plays and not a lot you can do. Well, and that game showed me, and Mahomes does this sometimes in the playoffs where you don't see it as much in the regular season early in that game. He was making plays on his feet that don't off like that one 35 yard. That was before the two minute mark when the Chiefs offense just went nuclear. Mahomes, the, the, the biggest explosive play, which that offense is built on explosive plays. Their biggest play was that Mahomes 35 yard run in the first quarter. So the Bills did a good job against Mahomes and the Chiefs. And you just I, I think at some point the dam's going to break. I think what the Bills are going to at the end of this game, or what they're the, the rest of this offseason, look back on and go, damn, where we screwed up. After they scored with 13 seconds left, and Romo said he thought he should, they should have done it, 
I don't know mm. why you don't squib kick that. You got to make them run some time. Tony, you don't agree. I don't. I just you got to get them to run 13 seconds when they have two timeouts is enough time for two plays in a timeout. Yeah. And sure, sure, stop them on one of those. I get that. And I'll also, another thing Romo called is, why are you even bringing more than three? Because you're not going to get a sack because they have to throw it within two seconds. Like, they got to throw it fast. So, you're That's not going to get a sack. I, I just think there's a few flaws on that. And I'm not even totally uh, faulting them because the Bills just were incredible. But those are going to be some that it's going to be hard for Dayball when he goes back and watch – or not Dayball, he's the OC. McDermott, when he goes back and watches those, just mm-hmm. being like, yeah. Man, we, we might have blown this one. What were you going to say, Tony, on the, well, the no squib? On the squib, on the, squib the thing is, if, if they squib it, it's probably 10 seconds, right? And they're at probably at the 35, maybe, because when you squib it now, you can raise that fair catch hand and just fall on it, and it only just one or two seconds falls off the clock. And now, well, we saw I'm, with Dak Prescott and that quarterback draw, one or two well, seconds might have been the difference. Well, I, if I'm McDermott, I'm probably thinking, okay, why would I want to give them the ball on the 35 or 40, right? And give them one, one with the timeouts that they had, and then they can get to field goal range in one play. I'm going to set them all the way back at the 25 and set up my defense as I want to set them up and make them go 40 or make them go 50 yards in order to get them to a makeable field goal. And they did it. I mean, they did it and did it in ten seconds. I mean, sorry. <laughs> I mean, you make a good point. I, that's and 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 that might be the next thing. You look back and you go. Sometimes you just look back at the film and you go, "We just got beat by got a beat. really awesome quarterback yeah. in offense." I mean, and and you mm-hmm. know what? Shit happens and it sucks. But yeah, I, I don't know what else to yeah, tell you. Put, put that on the bulletin board for next that's year. Right. That's what you got to do. Right. Well, let, let me. I want to add a few things to that yeah. because yes. because certainly. I think y'all hit a, gr- a great point. The defense was gassed. I think I think probably both were, and mm-hmm. I, I really think it's the Kansas City moving the ball like that is more a testament to offensive genius than defensive shortcomings in, in, in yeah. my mind. And, and it's not only Andy Reid, you know, probably drawn up that that uh, that play to Tyreek Hill, the first one with the blockers out in front. You know, that was really good. But then Mahomes and, and Kelsey kind of doing their own thing. I mean, that's, that's just – that's smart. I mean, that's smart mm-hmm. situational uh, football. And then I do have a question. On the squib kick, was or was not Tyreek Hill back deep? I don't think he was. I can't find the play. I tried to, I've tried to look the because that, that's not on any of the highlights because it was just a touchback, so they don't show it on any of the things I've seen. And I don't think he was back there. I don't think so. I don't think he was. But And I, I want to say, I, I was reading a, a comment from, I think it was on Instagram or whatever, one of those things that I don't get on often. <laughs> but a guy named Gumby said – that basically the whole world, including the Bills coaching staff, thought the game was over and that it didn't matter that they what they did on the kickoff. And I kind of agree with that. It's it's thirteen seconds. You, well, you, you got to know that fifteen's on the other side. That's true. But didn't y'all all think when they scored with thirteen seconds left? I thought Bills won. I mean, surely I did. But I did go two timeouts. I mean. I'll- it's not crazy. I did not. I mean, I'm honest with you. I, I I'm not, not. going to pretend like I'm some soothsayer because I think I'm. I've only gotten two games right this entire playoffs. But I definitely turned to Andrew and I said, "That's. I mean, I, we might be going to overtime. I'm not. I wouldn't mm. calling it, but I was pretty <clears throat> confident that it. could I thought happen. the Bills had so, won it at that point. I really did. I really. Well, did. to be honest with you, the, and we kept talking about Kelsey. the The play on that drive was Tyreek's hill catch for 19 yards. If they don't make that now. Then it's, the Kelsey play doesn't matter. Play doesn't matter. It's Hail Mary. Then at that You're point, not wrong. Yeah. And so well, it's really what I loved. 
Yeah. Uh, this is something Andy Reid said before the game, and it makes sense then. So, as you heard on that Kelsey or the, the Tyreek Hill play, it wasn't some crazy complicated play. It was literally Kelsey just going up to Tyreek Hill and telling him, you're going to run this a little bit and then come inside and I'll just kind of get in the way. And then Kelsey's play wasn't a crazy complicated play. It was just him going up to Mahomes saying, I'm going to kind of fake outside and then just cut up. And even if we don't get much, we'll get something called timeout. Andy Reid said, when things get crazy and complicated in the game, he gets simpler and he tries to be sim. Mm. And I think that's where a lot of coaches fail, where you just try to go, yeah, that's fair. I'm going to be so smart and I'm going to outsmart these. And sometimes just put a lot. There's so much going on in the game. Mm. Mahomes doesn't need to have a million thoughts. He needs to go, I need to hit Hill quick. Okay, but, got that one. Yeah. I need to hit Kelsey quick. Because if you don't hit Hill quick right there, like you said, Tony, now you're in Hill Mary mode. Yeah. And so we figure that out. So, and I, I just think Andy Reid deserves a lot, a lot of credit mm. for just. He's had a lot of issues with the clock in his previous life as a head coach, and he's figured that out. And I still don't understand how we have these – both of these quotes came from the same man. One was Andy Reid telling Patrick Mahomes, when things get grim, be the grim reaper. That is an insane <laughs> quote and an like, awesome quote. That same man, four days earlier, when asked by the media – is it like you've already won one Super Bowl? Do you think it's kind of hard to go after, like, to find that juice to keep going after the Super Bowl? And that same man gave us this quote. Well, I kind of look at it like chocolate cake. Every time you see a chocolate cake, you want that chocolate cake. So that's what I see the Super Bowl as. It's like chocolate cake. Andy Reid can make the most fun-loving fun quotes and also a dark, sinister, yeah. and, like, steal your soul quote. The man is an enigma. Yeah. <laughs> enigma wrapped up in a mustache. Yeah. Okay, let's get into <laughs> overtime. So the Chiefs won the toss, and the Bills never touched the ball. So Josh Allen never, after what you just saw, one of the best games I've seen by a quarterback in the playoffs, he doesn't even get the chance to touch the ball. You see a lot of arguments saying that's not fair, he should touch it. As any Chiefs fans sitting there going right now, they're banging on the door going, that happened to us, happened to us against the Patriots and Tom Brady where Mahomes didn't touch the ball. So, Pops, do we need a rule change? Or do you just are you on the just stop them if you're the Bills? Where where do we go there? My first thought is that I mean it's the rule. Everybody knows the rule. You know it going in. I mean that's just the way it is. Would I like a rule change? I think in the playoffs I would. I, I think I do think it would be best that each team gets to handle the ball, and if it's a tie after that, then the first the first score wins. I would I would say that from the the scenarios that I've heard, that seems the most reasonable way to do it and and give an equal opportunity to both teams. So that's that if I was in charge, I would change it to where the other team does get the ball. If it's a tie after both teams have touched the ball, then sudden death. That's probably what I would go with. So to to the people who to me the big argument to people who just say if you're the Bills just stop them. I do get what you're saying, but at one point a field goal, as we all know, it used to be whoever won the toss could just kick a field goal and win the game. That's all you had to do. Just It was just sudden death in overtime. Mm-hmm. The NFL changed that become, because offenses became too good at being able to just get a field goal, partly because the rules helped them make it. Now I feel like the offenses have gotten too good at just getting down there and getting a touchdown, and so it leads you to possibly another rule change. And then also, LJ, correct me if I'm wrong on the stats. We were talking about it before. I think in the last 11 playoff games that went to overtime, the team that won the coin toss is 10-1. and one. Mm-hmm. In seven of those games, 
they won without the other team even touching the ball. Is that that is all correct? Mm. Yep, that wow. is all fact. But as you you kind of laid out to me, but you didn't give me the reasons. It's not as simple as just change the rule, right? That's, the NFL? that's correct. I mean, I, I do want to like uh, uh, expand on why they it, it is unfair, uh, specifically in the playoffs. And it's because the teams that make it to the playoffs uh, almost always are elite offenses, right? At this point in the playoffs, it's an elite offense usually. And, and Jimmy Garoppolo. These teams are that. And Jimmy Garoppolo. <laughs> um, who's got a, a defense apparently so good it can make an elite offense look yeah. terrible. Uh, <laughs> sure. But, uh, but so, uh, so generally it's elite offenses. Uh, defenses, as we've already talked about, get gassed late in games. This is their 19th game. Um, so, you know, if, if you could have any more bias towards offense, I don't know how you would find it. Like this is the most biased towards offense I could possibly come up with. Um, but the, there is a, there is a good reason why you can't change it. Um, and it is because, uh, I don't know if y'all noticed how many commercials played during that overtime. <laughs> Did you notice that? Was it, was it none? Was it zero? It was a big zero. It was a big zero. So what that means is that the NFL outside of Super Bowls do not sell ad times during overtime because you can't predict it. And it's, it's just a huge uh, uh, risk asset. Well, and I know so, somebody who did predict it. Our uh, friend of the pod lane, uh, my buddy, uh, did a bet plus 900 <laughs> on the game to go to overtime. Ooh, so he's pretty excited about that one. Wow. Um, but so, but so uh, the NFL is actively losing money on games that go into playoffs or into overtime. And they're losing more money the longer the overtime goes. But it's so a that's good why product. Want, that's why. Well, but you're losing money. You're losing money on a game. And product. as we know, the NFL is all about the money, honey. Yeah, but it so makes me want to watch NFL, next time, right? So in, in a way, yeah, they're really losing good. money ostensibly. But I mean, well, so what they want, they want, they want the thing that is the most fair that gets you out of overtime quickest. And so if you look at the overall stats for uh, overtimes, the coin toss winner wins fifty two point six percent of the time. That's actually pretty reasonable. That means that the coin toss really doesn't seem to have that big of an effect, but it does change when you get to the playoffs. So were there to be a rule change just for the playoffs? I would totally support that. I think that that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, but well, uh, how NFL's about this? Gonna L- pick with the bottom dollar. I would be OK with if I'm the NFL and I know we don't love ties, but in the regular season, what if we just made it to where there is no overtime in the regular season? We just go I'm down. You tie, you tie. Because we're not making money. So at least the NFL doesn't lose money off that one. And then yeah. in the overtime. And then lose all the money you want in the playoffs. Because yeah. at least you're putting a good product on for play. Because it did. It, you know what? I know as much as they did, would have loved to make some money off commercials for, for that overtime. They led all newscast because of a divisional mm-hmm. round playoff game. Even the news <laughs> that don't usually. It's not like they were leading sports center. They led all your big newscast talking about mm-hmm. how awesome that game was. You know what? That's that's it. That's advertising advertising dollars for the NFL. Just saying, hey, look what you're missing if you're not watching. Yeah. So sure. I, I would like. I, I've heard a bunch of different. First, Tony, what do you say to to either Pop's rule change or LJ's or what? What's your kind of rebuttal to what you've heard? I, it's sudden death overtime, and it kind of has a thrill to it. I think the statistic that LJ gave out of fifty two point six percent of the time, the team that wins the toss wins the game. And I, I think that that's a, but in the playoffs, that percentage changes drastically. Playoffs, though. So, so I could see, so, so I could say, yeah, I, I could, you know, there is already a difference in, in overtime in the playoffs versus regular. The overtime playoffs are start at 15 minutes and the uh, regular games are 10 minutes. So you already get an extra five minutes of overtime 
Well, but it keeps on going. If you remember, the guy said, yeah, "This is it's it, a brand new game because they got you got to have a win. You got to have somebody win." So, but but the overtime period starts at fifteen minutes, and if they get to the end of the first overtime period, guess what? They, they go do again. it again. They mm-hmm. flip it again and go. If you're still if you were still to be tied at the end of that fifteen minutes, regular season is ten minutes. At the end of that, you're tied. You're tied. Just ask the Steelers. So, yeah. um, you, you know, so, every year, every year. So. Um, <laughs> I, I don't like, ask Donovan McNabb because he doesn't yeah, realize that. I yet. like the overtime. I do think, though, I would be in favor of in the playoffs. Each team gets an opportunity to possess the football. That would well, that would make so sense to me. And it, just and to then, rebut the five minute things, well, though, is how many overtimes have ended in the playoffs? You know, we don't yeah, get to the end of overtime in the playoffs. Ever. We've only had one playoff. We might only have one overtime in what fifty five Super Bowls. Yeah, you know, so True. you know, it's not. It doesn't happen that often. When it does, it's real thrilling. But um, I, I would say don't change it. But I, I will say this last thing. If you do change the rule where each team possesses it, you'll see a lot of teams defer that that flip. Yep. True. Mm-hmm. That's a fact. They'll yep. defer so they know what they got to do on there yeah. when they get the ball. And like then, then, I think then that's, I mean, that's yeah. yeah. Then I think that changes it. So, LJ, <clears throat> I have a rule that or a way to help the NFL on this money <laughs> issue. All right. And then also a possibility for the overtime rule. So I'm saying in the regular season, because, you know, we already we're at another game to him. We don't need to add another quarter. That's just another chance to have more injuries. And if you tie, you tie. At least, you know what ties did do? They made that last week interesting because the Steelers sure. wouldn't have got in had those two teams tied. So you leave the tie just at the end of four quarters in the regular season. You just tie the game. That's just what it is. And then in the, in the playoffs, we go 10 minutes, no sudden death. It's just 10 minutes. The only stipulation is every time you score, you have to go for two. No extra points. You go for two. So at least that leaves it to where we, po- we probably won't. And I would think we'd have less ties after 10 minutes because you're going for two each time. So there's just more chances of weird scores. Yeah. And then to help the NFL out, here's what we do. <laughs> right before the playoffs, you get some big sponsorship deal with someone and you just it's just one company. And, it, you know, you call the Just Press Play podcast and every overtime game. Is overtime presented by Just Press Play podcast? Oh, uh, you can even do like some restaurants where it's like you, maybe you do like a I don't know uh, a restaurant that sells tacos, for example. And for every touchdown in overtime, America gets a free taco or something like that. Like we'd be talking about that for months. You and you just so I I'm we're, you just have a restaurant anybody you just be that's and, not bad. And then you have it like you have Romo and Jim Nance or whoever's calling the game. As soon as we get to it, they're like. All right, now we welcome you back into the overtime presented by the Just, Just Press, Press Play, Play podcast. podcast. Yeah. And, they, yeah. and you already know they they throw those je- like presented bias in there all the time and just pop it on the screen. It's always in the corner. And it's just like yeah. okay. free football presented by and then okay. throw yeah. your restaurant uh, okay. in. That's, that's just a, that's I love it. That's okay. it's, that's money advertising. Okay. 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 And you might now okay. to the Just Press Play podcast, you might just get one game or you might get multiple overtime games in one playoffs, or you might get the Super Bowl where there's a lot of eyes. I don't know. Tony, mm-hmm. what were you going to say? Okay, so we make it where each team gets it, and they got to two, two two extra points, and then every five minutes, if anybody hadn't scored, then you get the point to the other team. So, okay, that guy can't play no more. And then the other team says, okay, you you're can't play more. no more. I'm just, okay, saying, I'm just saying you don't kick Dude. extra points. It's 10 minutes, you don't kick extra points. Do the, do the Andy Reid rule, man. The, the more complicated the game gets. Make it simpler. This was we. I, I think we man. talked about this. The, yeah, but I think that does make it I think it does simple. make you're, because you're saying you play ten minutes, right? So it's not ten like minutes. it's whoever's ahead at the end of ten minutes is what I you're saying, right, it, Kev? Yeah, it, slap it, rub it down, give each team a chance to have the football, and then you're good. 
Did we ever I think, talk about uh, the rule that the, the Ravens presented a few, like a year or two ago? Uh, mate, what was it? I can't remember. The spot and choose rule. So I it's, don't remember. It, the, the rule was that they would the length of overtime would be ten minutes, sudden death after the first possession. But the spot and choose rule would be the coin toss winner chooses to spot the ball, or they have the opponent spot the ball. Once you've spotted the ball, the other team can choose whether they want to play offense or defense. So you could spot it. <laughs> at the one yard line going in, and then that team now gets to like so like the the Chiefs win the toss they can choose I want to spot it so we want to go at the twenty yard line going into the going in so we're already in field goal range, and then then the other team the Bills mm-hmm. could choose whether they want to be on offense or defense because if you can if they score a touchdown they win but if you stop them or you get a field goal now all you got to do is score a touchdown to win the game I don't that one's a little interesting I think that that one falls in the Uncle Tony that's just too complicated. And you're going to have people arguing on Twitter. People are drinking all these games. And they're like, wait, what? They're spotting? And why are we, you know, it's just a little so I, too much. I think, I think the, 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 the next solution from there is you flip a coin. Uh, the loser of the coin flip has to fight a bear. If they beat the bear, you win the game. If they lose to the bear, there you then go. it's game over. There you go. I'm That's exploitation of a bear. I don't like it. <laughs> That's okay. All right. So are, can we wrap a bow on the Bills Chiefs? The awesome yeah. game. Maybe the, maybe the awesome. best NFL game right. I've seen. Can I, add, well, I want to add one more thing. I, I was uh-huh. really proud to see, and I'm sure you probably have seen this, where a lot of the Chiefs fans decided to give $13 yeah. To Jason, uh, 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 Josh Allen's favorite charity, um, yes. the Patricia Fairchild, I think Patricia Allen. I have not seen this. But, so yeah. anyway, they're giving thirteen dollars to his fund that goes to a certain hospital that I can't even pronounce, a children's hospital there in Buffalo. But here's what I will say: Who started that? Buffalo Bills started Mafia. that. The yeah. Bills Mafia started that, and how fucking fantastic, excuse my yeah. language, that now the Chiefs are doing that, and that's going to carry on. That is going I, to yeah. catch yeah. fire, and that's something Bill's Mafia started. That's cool. And that's just yeah. cool as hell. I yeah. really... No, that's that's good for the game, good for the world. I love it. Shout out uh, to the Bill's Mafia. I will Mafia. say, and I, the Bills are easy for me to root for because the Bills fa- jumping through tables and all that, and Josh <laughs> Allen, and, and yeah. I like a lot of the guys on their team. Yeah. The Chiefs are another one of those, LJ, you might not agree with this since they're in your division, but... The Chiefs are a team that it's not too hard to root for them. Their their fans are passionate. They they don't seem like, you know, sometimes Philadelphia fans can be where they're dickheads. Andy Reid's easy to root for. Mahomes seems like a fun – Kelsey's fun guy to root for. Now, there is some baggage with Tyreek Hill. He's fun to watch. There's some baggage back there. But for the most part, Honey Badger – I mean, there's the Chiefs are – not a, not hard to root for. I'll even say, a, and and this is maybe an admission I don't necessarily want publicly, but by the time every year that the Broncos have shat in a twin size bed, um, I generally start quietly rooting for the Chiefs. I do like watching them play. Well, um, and I want to throw one other thing that we did. You see, the first person Mahomes was looking for after he that threw the cool, touchdown, yes. very first yeah. play he, guy he was looking for was Josh Allen, and and I mean, and Josh Allen even said after the game like that was really that's cool. class. And, I mean, I appreciate yeah. it. Mahomes just class. Well, and, yeah. and and respect to all the the players too. That neither team came off saying this is unfair, this is bullshit after the mm-hmm. overtime because it wasn't. It was a football game. Them's was yeah. the rules, just like Pop said at the very beginning. Um, where I I'm all good with it. I think everybody's all good with it. I'd love to see some sort of change, but that's the game, and it was it was, it was great. a great game. That Mahomes moment game. was cool because during the game you don't have it because like even though you're watching Josh Allen do this, they're like we mentioned they're in the sideline thinking about all right. Here's how we answer. Here's what we do. But once the once the clock hits zero, if you're Mahomes, if you're whoever, you go, 
holy shit, Josh Allen gave us everything we could ask for and more. Yeah. And we somehow won. I got to go. I got to go shake that man's hand. Yeah. And yeah. So that was really cool. And those battles are going to be, yeah. I feel bad for Bills fans. The fact that they've already lost it, like, you know, the nineties, they lost all those Super Bowls. And then to lose a game like this, they have a Super Bowl roster and they just lost to another Super Bowl roster. And mm-hmm. yeah. shit happens and you, you go back next year and you work on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, now we need those two quarterbacks aren't going anywhere. But in a lot of these other games, there's some question marks at the quarterback position. Specifically <laughs> now after <laughs> the Rams beat the Bucks, we have – does Tom Brady have some what, – what does Tom Brady have that others don't? Did he do a deal with the devil? He should have lost that game 100 times, and somehow the Rams did everything in their power to try to give it back to him. Four turnovers and win. The last team to fumble the ball four times in a playoff game – was in the year 2000 in the AFC Championship when the Jags lost four fumbles to the Titans. The Titans and the Jags ended up losing that game by 19, despite the fact that the Titans also lost three fumbles in the game. So that just goes to show you, you fumble the ball four times, even if the other team's screwing up, you usually get blown out. Yeah. And the Bucks had a chance to win that because it just over and over. Like, you had the play right after the, the Von Miller sack, which we talked about Von Miller looking like playoff Von. <laughs> Boy, yeah, yeah Brady made a deal great. with the devil. Vaughn doesn't have to follow those the, that contract. <laughs> yeah. I don't think. But Vaughn Miller has that. He has that sack fumble on Brady, and you're like, okay, it was fun. The twenty seven to three jokes were cute. Uh, Tom Brady, it's over. The next play, they snap it over Stafford's head, and the Bills <laughs> yeah. have and the Bucks had the ball yeah. back. I mean, that game was just over and over again. You kept going, okay, like Tom is Tom, but not anymore. It's over uh, now. Yeah. Oh wait, wait. Okay, Tom is Tom, but it's over now. Oh, wait. Mike Evans just burnt Jalen Ramsey for a touchdown. I mean, what was your thoughts on that game, Pops? I know you were watching that one. Well, I mean, I, I thought, honestly, so I'd been at the races. I'd been watching the ponies run the day before, <laughs> stayed up late, did a little party, and came home and watched that game. Was so anxious to watch that game. It was boring for the first half because the Rams <laughs> were killing them. I mean, Brady they couldn't. were kicking their ass. Brady couldn't get a breath. I mean, every throw he had to be, was quick. It was, you know, four five yards downfield. He had to check down and or, or just get rid of the ball so quickly. I thought, I thought the Rams looked like the best – team I had seen uh, uh, in some time, and they're my Super Bowl pick. I was really excited. And then for it to to change like it did was just mm-hmm. incredible. And and, I, and I, I wanted to ask, I saw, I believe in the stats, that each team punted the ball four times. Could that be right? I mean, it seems like the, Aaron Donald was in and Von Miller were in the backfield with Tom Brady before he could even get his drop. You know. Well, they also had multiple turnovers on. They went fourth and they had four downs that went a turnover. Maybe so. Okay. So I, thought, I think yeah. that probably was. There should have been probably six to seven punts for the Bucks, but I think the Bucks were it. two for four on fourth downs to, to your credit. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, LJ, and in this game, the, the play ended up, I mean, I guess it kind of mattered, but I, I'm curious just because it seemed it seemed like an odd ruling. I kind of get it. But so that play where they throw it to Mike Evans down the sideline on fourth down and Eric Weddle hits on helmet to helmet, but technically the ball hit the ground like a millisecond before he hit helmet to helmet. So it's a dead ball foul and the the Rams still get the ball turnover on down. So do you think, I'm just curious if you think that's the right call, if that's how that, I mean, I it seems like that's the letter of the law, but that seemed wrong to me. Um, yeah, I, I was drinking heavily during that game. Uh, so you might want to ask Tony or, or Pops, but uh, but but I would say the way you describe it, uh, that that I mean, 
I'd say follow the letter of the law. That's like I said last week, like we need to take intention out of the rule book as much as possible. Um, well, so that, that, case, that rule might did. need to be changed, but, but follow, follow the rules that you make a hundred percent. That's what I'd say. So Tony, 42 seconds left. Leonard Fournette uh, scores a touchdown. Tom Brady has now, and, and the Buccaneers have now mounted this crazy comeback. It's yeah. 27 to 27. And I know 42 seconds isn't 13 seconds, but 42 seconds is what Matt Stafford needed to get back down the field. Thanks to some receiver that I guess, I guess they just decided they weren't going to cover Cooper cup. Who's even heard of that guy? It came out of nowhere, right? My question to you, Tony is what the hell that is. And that's a great question. What the hell? Uh, But you know, uh, the, the Tampa Bay. And so I'll be honest about this game. Yeah, that was, that was one of those kind of plays. And, uh, uh, Homer Simpson was running around as a secondary, uh, in the, as a safety for the, for the Bucks. But, um, you know, I was, the way I thought this game was going to go, it, and props to the Rams on this is I thought the Tampa Bay Buccaneers were going to stop the run. And, and what you saw last week, what the Rams did in their playoff game against Arizona, they established the play action. We all thought, well, shit, Cam Akers is back. Oh, shit, you know, Sony Michelle. And so they're running the football. It's going to be hard to stop them. The Rams stopped the run. But Matt Stafford came to play. And well, the so, Bucks stopped and, the run. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the Bucks stopped, yeah, the Bucks stopped the run. And, and so they did not have their play action, and they didn't have to honor it because the Tampa Bay secondary sucks. And just it, you, you know, it, it, and I think with – the respect you had to pay to Odell Beckham, whether he was or wasn't going to be the player of the game, wouldn't make any difference. They had to respect him after the after his what he had done. That left Cooper Cup with enough single coverages or double coverage uh, double coverage that was weak that he just ate him up. And, and and Higby in the first half really was the damage maker. If you looked at it, he had those third down, it, you know those third down catches that they just couldn't stop. And so I think that made the difference. Uh, I thought that Tampa Bay, they can put pressure on, you know, they've got Indomitasu and uh, Vita Vea and um, uh, half thumb Pierre, Pierre Paul. Paul. And so, uh, <laughs> and so thumb. I thought uh, <laughs> we call him HT back home. Uh, but, um, uh, you know, they, Old they're John good up front and, and, and Stafford did a good job of handling that. But that last play, I, I and with Cup scored with a seventy yard play. How do you let him loose? And I, it's, I guess it's the same question we asked to Buffalo. How did you let Tyreek Hill loose? You know, I mean, and those things well, just happen. And wow, well, Tyreek Hill might he, be the fastest guy on the planet. The difference uh, to me, the difference to me, and I think Pop's kind of piggybacking off what you just said. The Tyreek Hill one, he caught it with guys like they didn't just get beat deep. They he caught it and then ran yards after catch and just outran them every like. Wow. They thought they had the right angles, and you just you better think twice on a Tyreek Hill angle. The other, the Cooper Cup one, they had another blown coverage in the second quarter where they just kind of maybe they were going to have help or maybe they weren't, and Cooper Cup had that long touchdown, and then you have it again at the end. I I, I think um, is it Bowles, Todd Bowles, the defense coordinator. Mm-hmm. I, I he before that even still he deserves some recognition for a possible head coaching again. I, I know he had a rough stand at the Jets, but the the Jets. Um, (laughs) I I think he deserves some recognition, but that was, they talked about before the game, the announcers in that game, was that Buck and Aikman doing that one? I believe so. Wasn't it? Yeah. They talked about Aikman said before the game, talking to Arians and Levante David, they talked about how the previous time they played the Rams, they had a couple different blown coverages where it was just confusing 
the safety thought he was not helping or it was zero blitz, but they didn't have it right. And that's the same thing they did on that Cooper Cup play where he had that 44-yard catch down the middle. And they even said it, Stafford, after the game, said him and Cooper Cup and in, in the locker room, the Rams locker room, they called that uh, for the love of the game route because you're really just running it to clear up for everyone else. You're not getting the ball because you're going to have a safety over the top. And then they just said, they said Hutton and were like, wait, they're in a zero blitz coverage, but they're not actually running the zero blitz because the linebackers didn't come. So there was miscommunication again on the last play and just yeah. screwed them up. But actually, Pops, it's not that catch by cup I want to talk about. It's the play right before the Rams are forced to call their third timeout because Nadam Kinsu sacked Matt Stafford. And then, so they use their third timeout with 35 seconds left. Then Cooper Cup runs a nasty route. I don't know who he ran it on, but he ran this little crossing route. Makes the guy just fall. Catches the, it was a 20-yard pass and gets out of bounds. They didn't have any timeouts, so the get out of bounds is crucial. Gave him just enough time for that next play and then to get down there and spike it. Cooper Cup, we, we've been saying it for a while. The dude's awesome. I mean, he's the, just the dude, really the dude is awesome. Good. But, but, and I, I want to go back to that call on that, on that play. I mean, it, is, there were 27 seconds left. L.A. has no timeouts, and you go on a zero. Uh, 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 what do you call it? A that is zero all, That's all what out he blitz. Does. I mean, he is a all, blitzer. All you got to do, but all you got to do is tackle him in the middle of the field. Yeah, that's all you got to do. You know, let him get a few yards. And I Matt mean, Gay, if you Cooper remember, Cup is Matt not Tyreek Hill. Okay, I mean that he, that kicker for the Rams just previously, I think maybe earlier in the fourth quarter, kicked a forty-seven yard forty-seven yard field goal that was short. So yeah, there were some him. butterflies in his stomach, and then they, he, hurt he himself. was able to set up with a very easy field goal with the Cooper Cup. But that's actually going to be something to talk about this week because he actually hurt himself in pregame. Matt really, Gay really? hurt himself in pregame. Yeah, you so maybe that's why the, he was short. Yeah, on forty-seven yarder. He, he also never made it into the end zone on the on his kickoffs. Okay, that makes a little more sense because I just I've never I don't think I've ever seen I've clearly I've seen NFL kickers miss forty seven yard field goals. Greg Zerline had a hard time with extra points all year, but I've <laughs> never seen a kicker be short on those under fifty yards. Usually it's just wide right or left. You don't usually see short, so that that that's interesting then, Tony. So it, so blowing that coverage, Cooper Cup, and letting them get all the way down to the twelve yard line might have been they needed every bit of those yards for Matt Gay to kick that field goal. So I just don't. I'm with you, pops. I, I mean, I guess if you are a zero blitz team, that's what you are. I mean, shout out to Greg Williams, the, the zero blitz king. But uh, I, time and time and place, I, I think you got another well, situation. Like, yeah, the, the guy that goes a sack would have won it, I guess, but also a tackle on bounds would have probably won it. That's, you know what? Tampa Bay didn't deserve to win that game, but then they should have. That's what kills me. They really should have. And by the way, I don't think any of y'all took me up on it. But I think possibly, what was it, 42 seconds left when Fournette scores that TD. And, and yes, I think Tony said on the, the text that L.A. was imploding. There was some of that going on. But yes. you maybe go for two right there because you're not doing that much. You've had some success of late, but you might go for two right there and try to just seal well, the game. Well, and that's fair because it wasn't like they were just stopping the Rams the whole second half. The Rams were stopping the Rams, not the Bucks. Yeah. So that maybe it's a that's a fair point. I I could would you rather lose with Tom Brady on the field or with that defense on the field? That defense helped him last year, but this year that wasn't the same, at least towards the end. I that one's interesting. It was it was cool for for uh, as a podcast, I feel like we've all kind of said we kind of rooted for Stafford. I know at least Pops, you've said that. I've said it a couple of times. Mm. And Stafford said when he got to the Rams, he just wants a chance with the game on the line in the playoffs with the ball in his hand. 
He got that chance, and I mean, I'm not saying he's going to the Super Bowl. He's still got another game to go to get to the Super Bowl, but that throw to Cooper Cup, I know it's a blown coverage, but if you look back at it, he throws it off his back foot and mm-hmm. just throws it way up in the air and is like, all right, I think this is how far I need to get it for Cup to get there. And it was the perfect throw. So give some credit to Stafford, too, because Stafford played a really, that's really that, good uh, game. That's that Joe Burrow effort. I know Cup's down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Cup's down there somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any other thoughts? Do we, want to, do we want a quick mention we talked about? So it was interesting. Four of the eight teams that played this past weekend, I think they could see a quarterback change. This is the first one. There's now There's been rumblings before the game has started coming out that Tom Brady might be thinking about retirement after the game. He didn't seem the normal Tom Brady. I don't. I don't know. Where do you say LJ? I know you. You're just hoping to see as much Tom Brady as possible. You don't want him to go ever. What do you, do you think? We might have watched the last bit of TB12. So the first thing I'll say to that is that uh, that I'll I, I am now forced to maybe even by law to admit that that Tom Brady is the goat, and I've had to say this for years. Um, but if, well, if yeah, he I mean, does leave the NFL because he got a boo boo from Von Miller, <laughs> then I'm going to hold that over his head forever. <laughs> it, it means nothing, but I feel good. I feel good. Okay. If that's the case. Um, I'm glad yeah. you at least prefaced it with it means nothing. But I, I you yeah. know what? That's fandom. That's oh, fandom. no. We, we that. all know. We all know he's got more rings than I than JPP has fingers. Um, <laughs> but uh Right. I, you know, I'd still say not the not the podcast, the Pierre Paul, <laughs> yeah, Jason okay. Pierre Paul. HT. We call him HT. HT. For the listener out there, Pop is looking at his hands trying to figure out what else. He's like, I think about. we got forty here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, but so obviously, yeah, greatest. Um, and, and but I do think I think the way that I've seen him talk over today actually makes me think that he's starting to lean towards not playing. Especially, I don't know if you've seen his quote about. Um, how hard it is for Giselle to sit there and watch him get hit so hard. Um, that sounds like a man who's who's kind of thinking about not coming back next year. Um, and I don't know. I I'd be I'd be written for him not to uh, for selfish reasons. But uh, but I kind of think he might be skewing that way. I wouldn't put well, money so on him even. But I put there's I, an I, argument I out there that if you just watch Tom Brady, he just set his career mark, which there was an extra game, but. He set his career mark in the regular season for the most yards he's ever thrown for, the most completions he's ever thrown for. I think maybe even completion percentage. He, uh, what Basically what I'm saying, great year. It's not like he's falling off. But I think there is – Tom Brady is contemporary. So I think he's even friends with Peyton Manning. And that last bit, LJ, you know as well as anybody, that last bit of Peyton Manning, I know he won a Super Bowl, but it was not because Peyton Manning. It was mm-hmm. – he had fallen off, and it happens quick. Now, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't quick. He had fallen off four years ago. The Steelers just didn't realize it. But That's not true. Tom does – Tom Brady, I don't think there's any way Tom Brady wants – I don't think he wants the big, long, this is my final year, and everyone say goodbye to me. And, and I don't think he wants to ever look like he doesn't – you know, the game forced him out. So that's why I could maybe see him going uh, – I could I can't tell where you stand over there, Tony, because I thought you might be poo-pooing some of what LJ said. Well about Giselle thinks he gets hit too hard. Where, yeah. where do you stand with some of this? Because I, I think it's a family thing and it's also he doesn't want to go out be doesn't be forced out. He wants to go out on his own time. So I'm yeah. kind of siding with LJ a little bit. Yeah, I, I think he's done. And and because here's the reason why I say that is two things. One, uh you you there's only two things really Tom Brady wants to do, and Peyton Manning said this. And John Elway did this. It's two things you want to do. Win a Super Bowl and defend a Super Bowl. And so he won a Super Bowl. 
And he's defended it multiple times, but he didn't get to defend this one. And so now that he's over, he's not defending or he's not defending a Super Bowl next year. And mm-hmm. so he's won it without he's established he was a better quarterback than the New England system. It wasn't that. He's established all he needed to do leaving there. Um he can he can leave with arguably one of his best statistical seasons ever. I I think it'd probably be time to go because what else? You know, I it, it I I like Gronk too, but I don't like him more than I like Giselle. So I mean, <laughs> I think I'm staying home. So uh, you know, um, I I I suspect this is it. it. It's not because it got a boo boo from Von Miller. Oh no, I, of course I it's really not. But I'm going that. to say that. For the yeah, I know, <laughs> I know. And Von Miller's going to say that. I knocked Tom Brady yeah. out of the fucking game, man. Um, <laughs> he was he's been playing for 27 years till I hit him. Uh, and, and so, uh, but no, I. It would be good if he did. I think it would be time. And Tampa Bay is in a in a situation where it'd be good because then they wouldn't have to figure out what to do with Antonio Brown. They just let him go out in the sunset as well. True. It's all True. done. It's all done. Pops, where do you? Well, where do you I, I think you started to to me to hit the key, uh, the nail on the head at the end there, Tony. I, I think Tampa Bay's got some some uh, uh, salary cap issues, things that they've got to deal with, and I just don't think they're going to be able to field that same team uh, next year. Um, but my other part is, did y'all see how well Tom Brady played? It, it would be hard to walk away when you can play the game that damn good, um, yeah. to me. Yeah. Um, and I, and I've true. even heard a few people pontificating that maybe he goes to San Francisco, uh, you know, we're back home and, and because Garoppolo's, I don't think the long-term answer there, although I like Garoppolo, um, you know, so I don't know. I kind of, I kind of probably think you guys are right that he might consider strongly, strongly retiring. But wow, he played pretty good. It'd be hard to walk away from something when you're that freaking good at it. I think, and obviously, none of us can be in this mindset because there's only a few people. Like there's, there's Tom Brady and and the Michael Jordans of the world. Like there's some competitive edge, and I think Tony kind of touched on something. I, I think a lot of it is because I watched some of that man in the arena, and he talked about in this latter part of his career, he really started to realize that he can't give the all to football that he likes and also give the all to his family that he wants to give. And he's, and he's going to give more to his family than he did during the Patriots days. And I think the Bucks allow him to spend a lot more time outside of the, you know, they, they pretty much say, Tom, you tell us how much you want to, how much you want to work this week. Um, but I think there's something to defending the Super Bowl, Tony. I, mm-hmm. I, not Strahan was fine going out on top, but it, and, and, John Elway was fine going on top after he defended the Super Bowl, but it's something about when you're on top, you're kind of like, I'm still the shit until someone beats me. I'm, this is still my crown. And I think just, and that the end of the year was so, if Tom Brady, he already knew this, but he was reminded again how it takes some, a, a few stupid things and all of a sudden your whole season's derailed. If, if Godwin doesn't tear an ACL, they, I think they might still be playing. Still if Antonio playing. Brown doesn't just go nuclear, they're probably still playing. I mean, there's so many things that happen to them, and I, you just realize this game is so finicky. And I've got seven. I've already I've cemented my legacy. He's won one outside of New England. It, he can go out on top. He's, he's still. I know he's not going out on top because he didn't win Super Bowl, but he's going out on top. As in, he's pl- still playing great. He left when he wanted to on Tom's time, not yeah. when the NFL told him. So I, I don't know. I'm I'm very intrigued to see see what he ends up deciding because. The Bucks are a Super Bowl team with them. I don't know what they are without them. So we'll see. Aaron Rodgers looks good in that pewter. And we have another number 12 that's pontificating <laughs> retirement. All right. So we have a guy that plays for, I, I, 
I, there's a nickname someone said it was like grass bat. I think it rhymed with that or no ass hat. It was ass hat. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. That's what exactly. someone called uh, called Aaron Rodgers. And you know what? You can you can kind of act like a punk sometimes when you're really stinking good, but it's hard to act like a punk and then watch your defense have a fantastic game at your home stadium and you can't score 10 points and lose to an offense that was terrible all game long. I mean, that game was that was here's what I wrote down. So the Packers in the first 5 minutes of the game, they had in the first 6 minutes, I'm sorry, they went their drive, they had 10 plays, 70 yards touchdown. And then forced a three and out on negative five yards for the for the 49ers. At that point in the game, like I don't know what the live odds were, but you had to think, oh, this is about to get ugly fast. Mm-hmm. And the rest of the game, Devontae Adams struggled. Aaron Rodgers really struggled. The defense still was still good, but they just couldn't get catch anything. Tony, I know you watched a lot of that game. Me and me and Pops didn't watch as much because we were still at the races at that point on Saturday. I've I've caught up on a lot of it, kind of watched the replay of it, but what what did you see from was Aaron Rodgers just bad? Did he just not live up to the moment, or was that defense good? Where, where did you get? Yeah, I think the defense figured some stuff out, and they just didn't make some critical plays. Uh, I haven't looked directly at the stats and what their third down percentage was, but uh, I, I think that was. I, I don't know what their final third down percentage was for Green Bay. Packers y'all have was a uh, five and twelve. Yeah, five so and twelve. That is most most mediocre teams would love to have five of twelve on third down, but not for the Packers and. Um, and so that means they weren't going on long drives. Uh, uh, San Francisco does a great job of keeping the ball in front of him on defense. And I think they just got complacent. And, and then this, the other thing is the thing about Aaron Rodgers didn't lose that game for him. Their special teams lost that. It was just ridiculous. But Aaron Rodgers didn't win it either. He didn't win it either. Now you're absolutely it, right, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say like his fault that they lost it. And he didn't do anything not to. To, uh, he didn't do anything to lose the game. He didn't do what Matt Stafford did or Patrick Mahomes did, or unfortunately yeah, for Josh true. Allen, Josh Allen did to or keep even his Joe team Burrow. in the game or Joe Burrow to, to win the ball game. So um, uh, you know, so uh, he probably gets the lowest grade of the weekend for all those quarterbacks, which is kind of interesting. And uh, but yeah, the special teams just were terrible in that game, and uh, just just terrible. And you can't be at well, home and have that happen. And it's crazy. The special teams has been the issue for the Packers all, all year, year long. long. It's been the one thing where you kind of go it, it, Packers fans are in, in a way looking at this loss kind of like we sounded looking at the Cowboys loss last week where all year long you knew, well, there's something about the way they handle the clock. I just mm-hmm. it's going to come back to bite them. And the Packers week five are going. I don't really like what our special teams is doing. It might come back to bite us. And actually, if you know, they fired their special team coach last offseason to hire a new guy, and I think they might have got worse. They allowed a block field goal. They gave up a block punt for a touchdown, the only touchdown that the 49ers got in that game. Mm-hmm. And then on the final field goal, I don't know if it had mattered, but on the final field goal that the 49ers kicked, the Packers only had 10 guys on the field. They didn't even have 11 out there. Like. That is insane. I mean, that was as bad a defense or special teams game as you probably can put up, and you did it in the biggest spot. Mm. Pops, I know you've had thoughts about Rodgers, and you've, I think, been you've said throughout this year that you you're kind of finding hard rooting for him. Right? What did you think about the game? Well, I obviously yeah. didn't watch the game, but I just thought that y'all were talking about that. Maybe it's not Rodgers' fault, but golly, you expect your all-world quarterback to score more than ten points? I, I, I mean, that's that. I mean. 
Yeah, Rodgers may not have lost it. It might have been on special teams, but you just expect more than that. And I, I know I've read some things where it looked like he was forcing the ball to Devontae Adams a couple of times where he had open receivers. You know, there's a couple where it looked like Lazard was towards the end. Lazard was open over the middle, and that was that. It was that third and fourteen where he threw it to double coverage to Devontae. And mm-hmm. I get you know throwing up to your guy, but Aaron Rodgers, what made him good all year was he was just taking what the defense mm-hmm. gave him, and that's what he usually does. But this isn't. He's had a lot of chokes in the playoffs. I mean, he's lost. He, last year they lost a home playoff game when he was the one seed. That I don't know. I mean, it's Rodgers is great, but he has some moments in the playoffs that kind of make you go. It seems like when the brights get the light, like when the lights get the brightest, you kind of dim down a little. Yeah, bit. yeah. I don't think I, I want I, him to be my quarterback. You know, I really don't. I mean, so, I don't. So hell no. So what do you? So what do the Packers do? What I mean, he he mentioned he that whole holdout he did last year, last off season, got him to renegotiate his deal. He can get out of his contract now this off season, or he could try to ask for a trade. And I believe Devontae Adams is also up for a new contract, but they can tag Devontae Adams. Yep. Um, Aaron Rodgers made it sound like he's mulling not just leaving the Packers, but maybe just retirement. Um, LJ, what do you think the, the Packers do? Do you, do you just let him walk if he wants to walk? Do you try to convince him? It's hard to let a guy like that walk out. He's probably about to win a back-to-back MVP. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I think if I'm Green Bay's leadership, and I would have a hard time saying this with a, uh, you know, to like, you know, the the uh, shareholders that all have a, piece, a plaque on their wall. Um, <laughs> but uh, but I I think you kind of gotta let him walk. I don't know if this is worth it because I think the end of this game, uh, as you've talked about, I think he was trying to show Green Bay why he needs to get good receivers. So he was trying to force it to his good receivers, not giving it to the nobodies that are. That have that he's been that he's been scoring with all year. I think um, they, I I think uh, Aaron Rodgers' ego has been a real problem for this team for a long time. And so if I'm Green Bay, I you know I kind of am okay with you doing whatever you need to do right off into the sunset. That's fine. Um, that's just my opinion on it. Pop sounded like you were saying the same. Yeah, just I think I'm the same on. way. I, I just I, if you're trying to prove something other than trying to win the game, I don't need you. I mean, I just think he can be a cancer in the locker room, and I'm, I'm not doubting his ability. But mm-hmm. I think I'm with LJ. I think I would be all right with him walking. I really do. So, uh, Tony, are you about? To, uh, it sounded like what you said earlier. Three for three out of y'all are saying let back to back reigning MVP. I mean, he I, as much as. As much as you know, he has lost. I just said he lost two home. He did get you two home divisional championships. Yeah. I mean, he's getting you the one seed tiers yeah. in a row. And that's not all him, but we just said that it wasn't just Aaron Rodgers that lost that game. If the special teams is adequate, they probably win the game. I, yeah, no, they, they need that money to build the rest of that team. The Green mm-hmm. Bay Packers were probably the thinnest team in the playoffs. Yeah, the, the, at the upper levels, right? The Raiders were probably the thinnest team. Uh, the Steelers, excuse me. Steelers, Steelers are probably yeah. the thinnest team. But uh, after that, the Packers were. Yeah. And they still Agreed. almost won the game. But still, they didn't. And, and so they need money to rebuild that team. Otherwise, mm-hmm. there's going to be a big crash in Green Bay. And they've had those before. And then they figured out Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers behind them. And so they probably – they need to figure out who the next – who the next if it's Jordan Love. We did see what happened when Jordan Love got a game. They scored seven points against the Chiefs when the Chiefs weren't yeah. quite the – That's just three less they scored in the championship. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. I – you know, they they Fair. pulled Brett Favre from the Atlanta Falcons. I, I suspect that they're about – that that there's a there's a quarterback out there right now. We can talk about Deshaun Watson. We can talk about Tua, Tua Tagovailoa. We can nice. talk about – 
Um, did I say Teddy it Bridgewater? Teddy Bridgewater. We could. <laughs> well, no. Um, sure. There are some. There are some possible franchise building young quarterbacks out there. You're t- uh, but you're talking about a two time reigning MVP. I, they did. It I, I understand. Forward. He is. He. I, I do think it becomes somewhat of a, an issue in the locker room when you're like, yeah, I, it's done. It, it, it's done. And so I'll say this, and we got one more game to talk about. But uh, the thing, a thing about all these games this week and, and last week too, the teams that didn't have the chemistry that had some kind of issue are the ones that lost. Uh, we talk about Tampa Bay. They weren't together on defense, and they they had you know Chris Godwin is gone. Antonio Brown was gone. Um, and, and we talk about here with the Packers, they have an ass hat for a quarterback <laughs> and, um, and they don't have anybody opposite Devontae Adams. Uh, the San Francisco is all rolling around Debo and they're all great. You know, it's a, it's a team game and mm-hmm. all those other guys, all the other teams you talk about, there was some kind of issue. The Dallas Cowboys, there's, I, I can guarantee you Dak Prescott is not turned into Amari Cooper and they're running. Hey, hey, Coop, Coop, hey, run that thing, but don't do that thing. And then come in like that. He, they're not talking about that. Dak is going run the fucking route, and I'll throw you the ball. <laughs> and that's what's that's what's being said. In that, and so it's different. And so that's what I think is the difference. And that's why I think Rodgers has lost that team. He's got to go. Just uh, I would my only uh, preface or my warning to either Packers fans or or Packers who are thinking who are kind of going, all right, just let them walk. Kyle Last time the Packers have not had a Hall of Fame quarterback at center was 1991. Your boy wasn't born yet the last time they had a non-Hall of Famer at quarterback for him. So it, yeah. it, it's not always pretty on the other side. Even though, even though Aaron Rodgers can be annoying as all get out, he's still a really good quarterback. So I, I don't know. I'm, I, I'm very intrigued to see where that goes. Yeah, I'll do what, I just want to throw out more, one more thought on the game. I, I really think that the 49ers played phenomenal Phenomenal defense. I, it was yeah. really D'Amico impressive. Ryan's their defensive coordinator. It's his yeah. first year as a D coordinator. That dude is the, he confused the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. You, well, and you and, remember how much we've talked about. Uh, you know, we don't even know who the best running back in in Green Bay is. I mean they they got barely anything. They got a touchdown, hey, but barely me, anything. They stopped so, that run, and then and then they could play however they wanted on passes after that. In that first drive, I mentioned that uh, Devontae Adams had three catches on three targets for thirty five yards in the first drive. The rest of the game, he had six catches for forty yards. So they did a, a when, solid job going. Okay, when, we got to stop seventeen. When Green when Green Bay, who's had great running all year, can't run the ball in the snow. I mean, for fifty four plays, they're out there and they make one mistake. That's that's ten ten yards to a touchdown. Um, and they made very few mistakes. It was just really impressive to watch that team come together and play that defense. I mean, I'm I'm looking at them real interested uh, going into next week. Yeah. So I want. So the last thing I was like, just to double down on what LJ said. Yeah, San Francisco played phenomenal defense. Because here's the thing: the leading receiver for for Green Bay was Aaron Jones, nine for one twenty nine, and a long of seventy five. And they didn't score on that play. And so, so if you think if you take because they got a field goal blocked. (laughs) Yeah, if you take that, he went eight for fifty. So San Francisco played. Hey, you're not going to beat us deep. Throw all you want in front, and we're going to stop you on third down. And it worked. It yeah. worked. It was amazing scheme. I just, just a great defensive, a great defensive game. Uh, and and so I just thought to, to say what you know to to yeah. So and I, I, I think like we're looking at that, and we're great. saying like you know uh, Salah was great, but like Lynch, John Lynch is is doing some work over there, no yes. doubt. Yes, they've got talent. I, I, before we started recording, I mentioned LJ that this 
like we called it a great game because it did come down to a final field goal and it was one possession game all game, but it was kind of ugly. But I think what you're you and you were like, hold on, yeah. just because it's a defensive game doesn't mean it's ugly. And that's the Titans play. It's not necessarily the Titans, the 49ers. It's not necessarily that Chiefs Bills where it could be 25 points in two minutes, but it's physical. It's really good defense. And it's whether it's Debo or Elijah Mitchell or Kittle or Juszczyk. I mean, it's just a physical brand of football that you don't see that much. And it's still fun to watch. And Trent Williams. Did y'all see the play where Trent Williams went in motion as a lineman and was a lead blocker for him? That is a big man running fast. And yeah, I would yeah. not want to be in the way of it. Yeah. Um, let's real quick on Garoppolo. I I don't think Garoppolo's that good, but something about there's like a weird confidence that he has that it seems the defense or the off or the team just kind of rallies around. Is that am I am I y'all seeing that same thing? That's what I'm talking about. He has that, and it, and it, and it just when it's time, it's time, and he somehow makes it happen. So here's a guy. I think I another uh, folks at the PV group that I'm with. They send out all sorts of little betting stats. He's like now six and zero or seven and zero as an underdog in playoffs, or or six in, in some kind of games. But he's he's a hell of an underdog quarterback against the spread, and that's because he seems to play better in these big games, and so he just gets the job done. They're, they're, I don't know if they even are sticking to Garoppolo after this year, but it'd be hard not to if they find a way to get to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. I don't know yeah. what to do. Um, all right, the final game of the – well, it was the first game of the weekend, but the final game we touch on, and it's Joe Burrow has now – he's the oh, first yeah. number one overall pick to lead his team to an AFC championship in the first two years. At the turnaround they've done at the Bengals, and it's not all on Joe Burrow. I think they've done a good job of – Signing guys and that defense is a lot of people. I think we all fathom ourselves as people who are avid football fans and watch a lot of games. I think prior to the la- the playoffs starting, it had been hard pressed for a lot of us to name more than maybe one or two defensive players on their roster. And their defense has now played two solid games. And then there's Joe Burrow is just he has a little bit. I think he's better in Garoppolo. He has he makes some really good plays, but he has that moxie to where it's just like at some point when well, we need it. Number nine is going to figure out a way to do it, and he's going to figure it out. And he had sacked nine times. Nine, nine times. times. Wow. That's a big deal. Yeah. Wow. And some nine of the sacks times. were so fast that they actually didn't even get called because it was a delay of game, but the ref couldn't stop the play before it was a sack <laughs> because it was it was literally in less than like two two seconds. Wow. And the ref was like, actually, we don't give you credit for that sack because it was a delay of game in the offense. So you did hit him. And we've always talked about how – if you get like we used to call it the the way to stop Tom Brady, it's just the way to stop a quarterback. If you yeah. get pressure with four, you're just going to stop him. But except for with Joe Burrow, did you guys know that Joe Burrow had the best completion percentage of any quarterback this past weekend? Wow, no. And he was sacked that's, nine times. He played wow. a good game that's for a guy that was hit that often. It's because he didn't throw it. <laughs> no, he went twenty eight for thirty seven. Three hundred eight yards. Yeah. He had a great game, and that includes after getting sacked five times in the first half. In the second half, he went 12 for 15, so a nut-cutting time. And one of those incompletions was when I think it was the running back, P. Ryan, dropped the ball that led to that pick that maybe tapped the ground. That was one of those that got reviewed for a long time. So Burrow played great. The only qualm I have with the Titans was Derrick Henry looked good. I thought LJ, he looked fresh, Mm -hmm. but – I think they ran him into the ground in the fourth quarter. He did, he no longer looked fresh. And Deontay Foreman looked good. I I think they should have been kind of spelling him throughout the game. Foreman looked good all game. 
And if you would have done that, I think Henry would have been fresh in the fourth. He looked gassed in the fourth. He looked like a guy who's been on crutches and not able to run for eight weeks. And I think that's miscoaching. I don't know. Maybe you go down with your guys, though, maybe. So I, I don't, I, Tony, what do you think about that? I mean, I know you were. Yeah, we didn't get to watch that whole game, but we, you know, I wandered in and out of the sports book there <laughs> that game as I was yelling at horses. Um, the, uh, you know, as you look at that, yeah, Foreman went four for 66, four carries for 66 yards. You probably should have had, and, and Henry went 20 for 65, I believe. But yeah, you're right. I, you probably would think, but that's the, that was, that's been his MO the whole, his whole career is you, the more you give Henry, the better he gets. But I think coming off that injury probably should have done something different. I'll, I'll say this. This is one of the weirdest games. As we watched that game, I, I, I'm still trying to figure out how Tennessee lost. And the only thing I can come back to is is those interceptions that Tannehill threw, especially the last one. It just uh, unexcusable there. Because honestly, if if – I think this would be the case. If Cincinnati had lost, we'd be sitting here saying, how can Joe Burrow let himself get sacked nine times? you got to get rid of the football. You can't let yourself get sacked nine times. Now then, we'd be talking about his completion percentage being one of the greatest of all time? Absolutely not. But he wouldn't have been sacked nine times and lost 100 and something yards. So for for Cincinnati to come back and win that is just it's just great. you know. But I think that's Tannehill – Showed that he's he's not ready for that big time game either, and so uh, not that he's a bad quarterback, and maybe he will be ready for it. But it just I, it, I still am looking at these stats and going, how the hell they're the, one of the only teams that ran for more than a hundred yards all weekend, and that's normally the way you beat another a team is is you run the football, and they ran the football and ran it successfully. I, it's it's hard to figure out, and it's just that one play, and and Cincinnati and and making the big plays when they needed to. Um, cleaning out the uh, stat book I got here. A couple things I wrote down. One, three straight home playoff games for the Titans now, where they've scored under sixteen in all three. Wow, wow, that's that's tough. Well, not I mean, under that's... sixteen, sixteen or under, right? Sure, sixteen yeah. or under, sixteen or under in every single one of them. It, LJ, is what there any that? chance you move on from Tannehill? I mean, that pick. I think that pick was tough because he was going for the first down, and if you look back at the replay, there was some guys. Open under he could have done the Ben Roethlisberger check down and maybe that guy gets a first down. I, you do kind of have to look at the score and go. One thing you can't do is turn the ball over. Turn the ball over and now we might lose. If if you punt, probably go to OT. Do, do you think there's any chance of moving on Tanner, or do you just have to run it back? Well, I'm going to preface this uh, real quick while I've got the the floor. Uh, I didn't get to watch this game at all. So Comcast, uh, if you would like to sponsor the Just Press Play podcast, please call <laughs> me personally so I can tell you to go to hell. Um, uh, so, uh, um, I'm a little angry at them and it was like a three day war, but, uh, I won eventually, yeah. uh, kind of, I'm still a customer. Um, but, uh, um, uh, I, but so I'm, I'm stat chasing a little bit here. Um, but I think the answer is yes. Cause I think Tony is actually totally right on, uh, on why they lost that football game. Those three interceptions mean that the Bengals had 12 more plays than them. Um, they had a lot more time of possession. You can get sacked yeah. nine times when you had 12 more plays than your opponent. Uh, that The math actually does work out that way. But so, so Tannehill threw those interceptions, though. I mean, that's what I'm saying. Tannehill's yeah. what's holding that's what them saying. back. So do, if, that's what do I'm you saying. move on? Yeah, I think, yeah, you're I think saying you move do. On? I, think, I think that they lost that game because of Tannehill. But again, like you're saying, I didn't see the game. I don't know if he was making good throws and, and they were getting dropped. I just think that the, the weakness on this team, the only thing that I see that gives the game away is interceptions. So... You've got to at least yeah. look real long and hard at why those interceptions happened. That's what all I'd say. 
And I think it's probably yeah. Tannehill's probably the reason. I don't know. Um, another stat before we get into the preview of uh, AFC and NFC Championship. Pops, you said uh, earlier this is going back. I forgot about this when I had this one cleared in, and I should have mentioned it then. You you didn't like the blitz call for the uh, Buccaneers on Stafford there at the end, right? Right, yeah, yeah. Did you know? You also I probably didn't realize that in the regular season coming into that game, Stafford is against the blitz. He's good. 17 touchdowns, yeah. one interception. He's the best in the NFL yeah. against the blitz. Yeah. Yeah. He's so really the one it. thing, yeah, he might throw you interception, but not when you blitz him. He throws <laughs> yeah. touchdowns. Yeah, Give so, him some uh, space. He can mess up, but otherwise. Hey, I, before, yeah, and, and one last thing on this Tennessee-Cincinnati game. Uh, last thing, I think the play of the weekend was the catch by A.J. Brown. Uh, to put well, and so I was shitting on Tannehill. That throw was also really awesome. Oh my god! Where he put it into this yeah. only spot AJ, where that one handed. Almost every receiver I've ever known mm. is going to reach up and grab that, try to grab that ball away from the receiver. And AJ Brown just sits there with his hands in, and he just cradles it. The ball lands right in between his his jersey and his and his arm, and he just kind of cradles it like this with one hand. It's a one handed catch in the end zone for a touchdown to tie the game. It, it was a, it was nuts. Absolutely nuts. What a great catch that was. Uh, and a great throw. Put it perfect. AJ Brown might not be a Gabe Davis, but I think he's a, <laughs> yeah. he's a, he's a top. I, he's right up there with the yeah. best receivers in, in God, all of the NFL. Great like, all jokes aside, he is great really the best yeah. in the league right now. Yeah. Um, all right. So Sunday, we have Championship Sunday. The Bengals are going to. Did you know Arrowhead has never, before four years ago, Arrowhead had never hosted. An AFC championship game. And then Patrick Mahomes gets there and they're about to host their fourth straight wow. AFC championship game. Mm-hmm. The only other coach to host four straight conference championship games. Well, there actually isn't. It was Andy Reid at the Philadelphia Eagles. He hosted four straight. Wow. Um, the Chiefs are favored by seven and a half. Big line for a championship game, but I kind of don't hate it. Um, LJ, what's your thoughts on this game? Where do you go? Uh, I I can't tell you anything because I am uh, like 04 when I pick against Joe Burrow and I'm 04 when I pick against Pat Mahomes. So, <laughs> so um, you're gonna break one. So give me the over. No, I might not. I might not break one of those streaks. Uh, so I'm gonna take uh, I'm gonna take the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, I don't I don't really have a good reason other than I I'm sick and tired of watching the Chiefs win in the AFC West and being wrong about it all the time. So I'm just going to give it a shot this way. Uh, Pops, I know I get that the Chiefs are the favorites. They should be the favorites. They're a really good team. We mentioned, I think Tony said last week, I don't know if he's still, I'm interested to see if he stands by it, but he said last week if the Bengals were to win in the divisional round, they'll win the Super Bowl. Uh, we had said before that they, if they, they're just young and dumb enough to do it. There's one thing, they might not be as talented, but – Joe Burrow is not going to blink going up against Mahomes. I'm really interested. This is his chance to kind of go, okay, you and Josh Allen are top tier, but I'm right there with you. Do you do you think the Bengals have a, a legit shot? Would you even take them plus the points? Where do you stand at the what uh what's what's the status on Honey Badger? I believe, um, I believe it was right. concussion protocol. So I think un, I, this may or may not be a good thing, but in the playoffs, usually those always come back by the next week. They kind of get cleared for the playoffs. Um, so I think he'll be playing in the game. I think this is going to be a fantastic freaking game. I think balls are going to be flying all over the place. Those receivers the Bengals have, 
are impressive. Joe Mixon, uh, wow. I'm picking this. I'm picking the Chiefs, though. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and pick the Chiefs. <laughs> I don't think we've seen, and he ran tough in parts of that game, and that was against a good defensive line that the Titans have. I still, and Tony's told, been saying this, banging the table. We haven't seen the best Joe Mixon game in these playoffs. And the one way we know to maybe stop Mahomes is just keep that guy off the field. Yeah. A strong, heavy dose of Joe Mixon could be that. Tony, where you said last week, if the Bengals won against the Titans, they won the Super Bowl. But beating the Chiefs and Arrowheads a tall task. It is a tall task. I, so our picks here are based on the spread. Is that correct? Yep. Yeah. Let's go off the spread. Makes it a little more interesting. It does make it more interesting. Wow. Then I might have changed my pick. Well, change it. Change it. <laughs> no, yeah, no I'll stick with it. I'll stick with it. You know, I I said that last week. If Cincinnati won, I think they were going to go to the Super Bowl just because of the um, booster. But that's before I knew Kansas City was going to win in overtime against Buffalo. I know both both are <laughs> to give them more riding yeah. a high right now for sure. Yeah, but there's been all last weekend we didn't see it, and there's only been one or two games that have been greater than a seven point swing, and I I, I don't see that being the case here. Definitely, you, you know. Um, I'm going to take Cincinnati in the points on this game. I think Kansas City wins the game, but a touchdown and a little more is a lot for Kansas City to give up to anybody. So I'm going to take Cincinnati with these points, especially if it's if we're getting seven and a half. Now, if it was six, because the le- early earliest line I had seen was mm. six, and with six, I go Kansas City because I, I I think it you know it's that close. I think Kansas City maybe wins by six or seven. May I, I actually think they win by three. But I'm going. I if think you're going to give me seven and a half. I'm going it's to take seven and a half. Wow. Okay. I think I'm going Bengals too, Tone. I I just think even if they get down, or they're just I don't know if they're going to win it, but they're just never going to feel like they're out of it with Burrow at quarterback because Jamar's somewhere and that down defense, there. Because <laughs> because it Jamar's down there somewhere, and the defense is. I think they kind of have that whole like nobody believes in us. Nobody even gives us credit for who we are. They just talk shit about us, but we're good and. There's something about when the road team starts winning in the playoffs and they've won two or three in a row, they get this whole mantra of the nobody believes in us and and we're just we got the chemistry rolling and we're playing well and I I don't know I, I don't know if they win but I think they're going to keep it close and I like yeah. what you're saying yeah. field goal or maybe a touchdown game yeah and so I'm I'm just going to take the points yeah pops you look I well, see some I mean, faces seven and a half I mean that is a tremendous amount of points. Um, yeah. Yeah, I think if we're if we're if we're going the points, I am gonna switch to Cincinnati for if 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 you're giving me seven and a half. So So LJ, just real quick, your pick was uh Kansas City. Okay, good. Okay. Minus seven and a half. I, yeah. I kind of thought yeah. maybe you went Cincinnati and I was like, well, we just talked pops into letting Kansas City roll <laughs> the Bengals because we're all going. Um the over under is fifty four and a half. That seems like a lot, but yeah. is which, that which quarter is that for? <laughs> Yes. Yeah, true. The under it was looking like the over under wasn't going to hit in the Chiefs Bills game until oh, the two minute yeah. mark, and that's then the, they crazy. almost hit the over under in the two minute mark. So that's there we go. Crazy. Yeah. Um, all right, and then the nightcapper, which I think it, it's the three match, as LJ called mm. it in our text thread. You got forty. Uh, the Bengals Chiefs are a rematch from just three, what three or four weeks ago, mm-hmm. and then you got the Rams 49ers. They just played less than that on the final week of the season. The only reason the 49ers are here. Is because the Rams couldn't put them away in week 19 mm-hmm. or week 18, whatever it was, final week of the season. And now the 49ers are kind of rolling. They're playing in SoFi, which 
Last time they played there, it was more 49ers fans than there were Rams fans. It'll be the same. That's going to happen again, by the way. The line is Rams minus three and a half. I'm – oh, shoot, I don't know. I think it's just hard to beat a team three times yep. in one season. I'm going Rams. I'm going Stafford and Rams minus three and a half. Hmm. I kind of would rather it be less than three and a half, like two and a half. But uh, that, that three and hook's tough, but I'm going Rams. LJ, what you got? Uh, yeah, so I agree with you completely. I, I don't know how many times that's happened that a team has beat another team three times in one season. I can't imagine that's happened often. We were talking about how hard it is to beat a team twice in college football. Um, so I am also leaning towards the Rams. Um, and uh, But three and a half points, right? That was the thing? Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. I think with that in mind, I'm going to go 49ers. I think the Rams win the game, but I think it's going to be tight. Let's see. The this is from at Jackhammer under underscore NFL. Uh, I'm not 100 percent sure if he's correct on the step, but I believe he says the last team to beat the same opponent three times in one season. The third game coming on the road was the 2004 Rams. Interesting. So Interesting. the last time, if the 49ers are to pull this off, it'd be the first time it's happened since 2004. So it doesn't happen often. Tell them. You already went pops. No, I wait. No, no Tony. Had okay, it's just me. Me. Yeah, it's just. A, I think, you, I, that's right. I just think I know where pops is going. You're on the Rams. You're on the Rams, and LJ's on the 49ers. Yeah, Rams yeah. Niners were split so far. Tony, you go ahead. So I'll, I'll I'll double down on this three times in a season because the 49ers have now beaten the Rams six times in a row. Whoa! Wow. Uh, McVay's four, never beat Kyle Shanahan. Wow. Four of those. Four of those times. Uh, where the the Rams were favorites, uh, so that's six in a row. Now, if you're going to be a statistician, and maybe the IT department could give us this over the, I'd like to see over twenty years, thirty years, what the at what those numbers are, you know, uh, overall because that's going to be a hard because you know the Rams were the St. Louis Rams, and I think before that, I can't remember what they were before that, but um, they were somewhere else, and then. You know, the 49ers have been the 49ers since the 60s. And so um, I'm sure they've played each other a lot. So anyway, I'm sure there's something there. So, you know, if you're on a roulette wheel and red hit six times in a row, are you going to bet red? Are you going to bet black? I'm betting red and I'm going with the 49ers. So um, even though this would be seven in a row, which is just a crazy stat to even think about happening. And it's seven in a row with a lot of the same guys on both rosters. I mean, it's yeah. these Rams. I know they have new Stafford, but, I mean, it's McVay. It's Aaron Donald. It's a lot. Jalen Ramsey's been a part of a lot of these losses. Yeah. Cup's been a part of a lot of these losses. Yeah. They're the best defensive team going right now uh, with the 49ers. And in both of these games, these playoff games, the Rams have figured out a way to let the team back in the mm-hmm. ball game in the second yep. half and yep. have not been able to close the door. And so with that in mind, I'm going with the 49ers to give me those three and a half points. I it's gonna I, I like the game as well. It's gonna, it should be a completely different game from what we'll see with Kansas City and Cincinnati, but it's still I think it should be a good game. Pops? Yeah, um, that three and a half, I think LA's going to win, but I think they're going to win by a field goal. So I'm going to take San Francisco if you're going to give me three and a half. And so. as Tony mentioned, if you're going that way, we don't know for sure if Matt Gay's how good he's going to be. And so that makes you lean a little more if you're getting three and a half to go with mm. the 49ers. So, yeah. 
So, so I'm the I'm the lone one on the Rams, even though Pops is the, the Rams to win the Super Bowl, right? No, I'm rooting. I think the Rams are going to win the game. You just give me three and a half points. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fair. Uh, that, I, I'll go out of limb. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna do another 49ers money line bet, like I did. Well, Saturday night. Good, so, good on you. <laughs> so you were asking for the Rams Niners uh, sort of historic. Uh, Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was since 2010, I can tell you real quick, IT got back to me that uh, that the Niners are up 12 to 7 to 1 or 12, 7 and 1 on the on the Rams. So before Shanahan got there, it was 6, 7 and 1. Mm-hmm. And then Shanahan's won six straight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. indeed. Amazing. I, maybe. So it, it really comes down to. Can it, does he just have a McVay number or like, does he just know what to do against McVay? And it's possible. I mean, those guys know each other really well. And that's what makes this, that adds a whole nother layer to these guys are good friends. They talked to each other in the off season. They were on the same coaching staff when they first started in the NFL. And so they, they want to beat each other as much as they like each other. It's just like yeah. me and LJ playing Madden. I, I, I like LJ, but I want to beat the <laughs> shit out of him when we play Madden. Yeah. And I, I, so far, Shanahan, like McVay can't even. There's nothing he can say. He can't even like say like, "Well, we should have won that one game." No, you lost six in a row, buddy. Yeah, yeah. That that want to be fun. That yeah. I think we're set up for a good Sunday. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. also, we have that game starting at I believe it's starting at five thirty on Sunday. The the final game. I, I, maybe this is an old take by uh, me. Maybe I'm getting uh, old in my age here. But let's start more Sunday games at five thirty. Yeah, I love That's the time good. that that. Uh, that Bills Chiefs game ended like around nine nine thirty. That's pretty good. That's a good like we don't have to end games at eleven. Yeah, but we can end them at a decent time. Well, if you could, if you could get rid of that Sunday night football game. We can make that happen. Well, they could just like, well, true because three to six thirty. So they kind of oh. they, they get rid of that yeah. Thursday night game too. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, we can get rid of Thursday night. Get rid of overtime. What, what, when on this podcast <laughs> did we start trying to get rid of football? This is crazy. <laughs> All right. Um, do we have any other football thoughts? Are we good? We wrap Man. up the divisional round. We're good. Just to set on awesome. Awesome games. Yeah, awesome games. All right. I, we got it. We the 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 MLB not letting. Well, we, they they just made some news on Tuesday night about the Hall of Fame. We need to get to that real quick. Uncle Tony, I need you to explain this to me. Uh, I believe I read that one David Ortiz got in the Hall of Fame. Good for him. Big pop. But I read. That Barry Bonds did not make once again got left off and did not make it into the Hall of Fame, which means, and I might be wrong on this, but I think I saw it means he will for sure not. This was his last chance, so he will not be in the Baseball Hall of Fame. Is that correct? Well, you're you're partially correct. Yeah, Barry Bonds okay. and Roger Clemens both. This was their last opportunity to be on uh, voted in by the uh, general ballot, and so they now fall off the list. I. I Forget the exact number of years that you're on the regular ballot, and you have a number of years to to gain uh gain enough votes to get in. And we've talked about the Hall of Fame voting; it's strange, but they won't be on a regular ballot. Now they still have an opportunity to get in in two different ways. There's a committee called Today's Game Committee uh, that looks at different ways rules have changed over the years and statistics. And like for relievers, uh, a great reliever that has a 12 or 13 year run, like a, a Rivera was going to be in no matter what. But uh, people like that that were good in their their particular type of new. Uh, role can get in with this today's game committee. So here's, I suspect that the baseball writers and, and, and more than anybody else in any hall of fame, they protect the integrity of the game. And so to them, 
Bonds was a cheater. Clemens was a cheater. Kurt Schilling won't get in. He's a cheater. A-Rod only got 10, 13% of his vote. He won't get in on this ballot. If today's game committee wants to bring him in, I think that's the way they get in uh, here in a few years. that They can vote for that. But the regular writers said, you know, you cheated. We know you cheated. Um, you know, Clemens at least admitted to it. Bonds never did admit to it. But, you, you know, the grapefruit-sized head that he had knows that he was there. I, the one thing I would say <laughs> is that Barry Bonds, if he didn't have those steroid-induced years uh, of, of the launches, uh, he would still have been a Hall of Famer because of his his um, uh, steals and home runs uh, ratio. But he's not in. Sammy Sosa, not in. Sammy Sosa's off the ballot now. So um, And Sammy shouldn't have been. He had a four- or five-year uh, run. So, but that's that's the way they'll get in. Is through this today's game committee. Uh, they kind of can can go around those rules, but they will they will always be uh, Hall of Famers who were not voted in by general ballot. More asterisks. Pops, you're you're more of the the words guy than I am in definitions and words. But I'm just looking up. There's an Oxford Dictionary definition of Hall of Fame. And it's an institution honoring the achievements of individuals in a particular activity or field or the class of category of those who have excelled in a particular activity of field or field. The MLB Hall of Fame does not include the all-time hits leader, the all-time home run leader, or the all-time Cy Young leader in Pete Rose, Barry Bonds, and Roger Clemens. I, I don't think it makes sense. I mean, the, base, the, the baseball profited off the steroid era. And now they're mad at the steroid era. I, I I just think it's so dumb to me. Like that's part of the Hall of Fame. I, you can put in there. Everyone knows that he might have cheated, but I just don't know how he's not in. I don't know where you stand, pops. I think it's silly. I, you know where I stand is is I'm going to leave it up to those people that are baseball people and make <laughs> those decisions. I mean, I'm not a baseball person per se, and. And I mean, I respect somebody that says, hey, they cheated and I'm not putting them in. I mean, OK, I, I I mean, I respect your opinion. And and I would say that the baseball writers, if they overwhelmingly feel that way, then then they deserve he doesn't deserve to be in. So that's where I would come down. Sometimes it just feels like baseball writers and writers in general do this at times in sports. But baseball writers get more of like, oh, I'm going to do this and stand up to the athlete. And this is this is the the. Who made? I don't know if they should be the judge of what should and shouldn't be. And I, I don't know. I but just then who should? And and I think yeah. the answer is pretty obvious. It's us. Uh, there's there's a there's an opportunity. Uh, <laughs> the Hall of Fame isn't right. We can fix it. We'll make our own. Um, easy peasy. Um, we can open it in Texarkana. Why not? You know, let's go. <laughs> the baseball Hall of Fame. Is baseball, baseball, Hall of Fame. Hall of Fame. Yeah, we can there do the steroid go. and gambling baseball Hall of Fame. Yeah. <laughs> Statues of Shoeless Joe and Pete Rose outside of it. That's perfect. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> um, so LJ, we know um, that when the when the NFL games go to overtime, we don't get to see commercials. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean you didn't see some commercials, some more commercials recently. Yeah. That was it. Once you didn't like, did well, like you, you don't about this just, before we started recording. There's just one. I don't yours. know why I'm on this. I hate every commercial uh, tangent over the last like I don't know month and a half, but. Uh, so there's this commercial of this person that wants to get the car squeegee, right? <laughs> okay. And then the person who works the squeegee, his job is standing out there and squeegee says, I can't do it if you don't get gas. Gotcha. And then the dude says, well, give me the squeegee. And they fight until everybody no gas, no squeegee. until everybody in the parking lot is like really mad at this employee doing their job. 
Just throwing that out there. They're doing their job. So this person gets a little bit of gas so he can get squeegeed and drive away as a champion. <laughs> screw that guy. Screw everybody at that gas station. This man is is out here for a reason. He's got to get the bills paid. If he's just squeegeeing everybody's car that comes by, he's working for free. Um, this this ain't it. This ain't it. This is bad. Um, all of those people suck. <laughs> I just love that commercial too. Hate it. No gas, no squeegee. I got gas. Did you get squeegee? Poor, the poor man's just trying to earn a buck mm-hmm. for his family, mm-hmm. and he's getting scolded by an electric car driver. Yeah. Uh, it's awful. It's I awful. It. I despise it. There's not much uh, more to say. Just I don't. I don't get it. It makes me mad. Um, speaking it. of commercials, I and maybe I'm. This could uh, show what I'm being advertised to because I think LJ pointed out that I watch a lot of these shows on different streaming platforms, so they could possibly be targeted. But I also hear them on Spotify and different app like podcast. Is it just me, or is there an ad every five minutes for different like ZipRecruiter, LinkedIn, Indeed? I feel like all those, and I guess they're are y'all seeing the same advertisements all over the place or is it just, yeah. is it just mine? I see yeah. a lot of those. Yeah. Have you not, uh, have you not mm-hmm. heard of the, the big resignment that's going on? The big There's quit. been more, the big quit. There's, there are more people quitting jobs and getting new jobs than in the history of people getting jobs and quitting jobs. <laughs> I, it's there it, truly that, and, and we run into this at, at my place of work which shall remain nameless, except for those folks who are at the happy hour that said they would start listening to the podcast. <laughs> um, so uh, the it, it's a big deal right now. And that's why you see all those, see all those companies LinkedIn. And so they're just and cashing in on the big quit here. They're the on big the great quit. recognition. Yep. 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 They are. It's, okay. It's, well, that may, I just, yeah. I feel like I'm watching the NFL game and it's like an yeah. Indeed commercial first, then LinkedIn's next, that's then ZipRecruiter. Yeah. And then, the next podcast I play is like, and by the way, this podcast is presented. And so well, and they've been they're spending a lot. lot of money, which means people are probably using it. I guess they've, they've been advertising a lot for the last decade, but I think you're right. I think it really True. has picked up quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. Totally. But mm-hmm. I yeah, mean, the- when, when the, when the employees have more leverage than the employers, then uh, you want to be in the business of finding employees. Yep. Yeah. As, All right. As someone on this podcast would say, the bourgeoisie <laughs> is ruling the roost right now. <laughs> Pops, um, you said at the beginning of the podcast you had an observation or a question. Do you want us to choose which one you do first, or do you want to choose which one goes first? Uh, I, you can choose. Sure. I'd like the question. Okay. Well, and the question, all right, here's the question is <laughs> <laughs> what's the deal with? Well, What's what do you do while you're pissing? That's that? you know when it gets what right do down to do? it. What, that's the question. What do, what you, do you when when you're when you're pissing? <laughs> you 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 can't. Well, usually a handstand, but you know you you, you can't <laughs> read anything. You can't you can't uh, look at Facebook. You know when you're doing when you're doing the other. You know you know number two. I mean, you can sit there and read. You can you know you can <laughs> contemplate things. But I mean, when you're doing number one, there's just there's just not enough time to do anything. It's just such a and, and let me just say it takes longer to do number one than it used to as you get older. But <laughs> but I'm just saying you're standing there for like sixty seconds and just like dirty dirty dirt. What am I gonna do? <laughs> you just Lifford, stand here do you nothing. Can't, you can't spend sixty seconds just contemplating. Sixty. <laughs> I, 
But for me, it's about 30 seconds. I'm like, I might be lifting <laughs> well, maybe up to 60. 30, but, but it seems uh, like an eternity. Like, so your question off. pops. You've been really wondering what to do while you're yeah, pissing. You just there's just not out there. Just, there's not a bathroom reader that you can hold with one hand just right. <laughs> well, you know, I've even tried that. I've tried to read while I'm, but that that usually. That, what do you get? A half a page? Oh I mean, what? <laughs> quarter shampoo <laughs> bottle? <laughs> Whoever wrote a good book or an article or something, you know, you, you're. You but then you I might like squeeze in you know, one paragraph while I'm squeezing out this that. little bit of pee. I'm just. You, I'm, you need to. You need to only go to restaurants that have those newspapers above the urinals. Yeah. You know, and you can. There read you about, go. Did you get you a TV installed? You, and then you can search for what you want to watch Ooh. as you go. Maybe I should get a TV installed in my restaurant. And then I'll have a bougie problem because there he can't figure out how to turn the TV. Yeah, it was on the wrong remote up in the bathroom. Well, it would need to oh, come no. on by motion. It would be need to be oh. motion sensitive so that it would come Lift, on. Here and you voice go. activated, voice controlled. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Lift, here, here you go. So you get a you get a TV and a mirror, and so that way, whether you're going number one or number two, you can watch TV. <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. My dad used to have a mirror that he would put in an advantageous position <laughs> by the bed when he would. Uh, what he would have to sit and contemplate for a while so he could watch TV. <laughs> I tell you what, right, those Liffords, those Liffords will never, they'll surprise no, no, you. Boy, They're I'm innovative geniuses. I'm just saying it's um, been difficult for me. I'm sorry. Okay, well, I did not, I don't know where I thought your question was going to go, but I did not think your question was going to be what to do while peeing. So now I have no idea what your observation <laughs> can be, be just to lay it on. Well, sure. so we, we're, we're, we're watching Jimmy Kimmel last night, you know, or not okay. Jimmy Kimmel, Jimmy Fallon, and he has, you know, signs that don't make sense. And one of them was a sign that it was on a fence with those, like, you know, those piercing arrowheads, and it said, don't sit on fence. It's kind of like, yeah, yeah, right, okay. Yeah. Well, so... I got to thinking, I walk up at the park. Sometimes I angry walk like old Uncle Tony over here. And there's a fence in a certain area that has some, you know, lawn equipment. You know, a a park has lawn equipment and what have you inside it. And on the fence, there's a sign. And the sign says, don't climb the fence. Really? Do you need a sign? If you put a fence is there to keep things on one side and things on the other. You don't need a sign on a fence that says don't climb the, the fence. The fence is the sign. The I fence just, is it's understood. It's understood. I, you I, don't climb the fence. I love the idea of some ne'er do well who's like thinking, I might want to steal a weed eater. And then he sees a sign that says don't climb the fence. He's like, I don't know how I'm gonna get in there oh, then. Well. Never mind. Yeah, I guess yeah, I'm just gonna yeah, walk yeah. away. Because if if there's a sign that says don't climb the fence. If somebody wants to climb the fence, that ain't stopping them. I'm just saying that. Now, if there's a sign that says, beware of dog, Mm. that might stop you. Okay. But don't climb the fence. Ain't stopping. Is it in like a a place where like people will likely see it if you do climb the fence? Because that actually could have an impact. That sign, you know, people say, well, you know, it says don't, you know, like I, I think that could have an impact if like it's in a visible spot. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I see it when I'm walking by, but I'm just saying the fence in and of itself is is the sign that says don't climb this thing. Right, but it's just a place where like a 13 year old might be hanging out and some mom sitting at the park or whatever can be like, hey, dude, read the sign, you know? I think it is it set up is it set up right next to the Texarkana office of the fence climbers club <laughs> to make sure to say look don't climb the fence you fence climbers this is the only one in this radius that you can't climb you know better we've talked about this if it was right next to the Texarkana fence climber society yes I might understand the sign okay 
Oh dear! I'm just saying yeah, that's, that's it's absolute redundancy. Is it next? Right, to, uh, is, is next to a tennis court or a wiffle ball court or anything where people might knock a ball sure, into it fair. and say, "Hey, don't climb the fence." The gate frisbee open. could go over it. You know, it is by the frisbee golf course. Mm, okay, it's just like the sign on a golf course that says, "Don't search for the ball, you lousy golfer." Well, it says, "Don't search for too long." <laughs> oh. Uh, Tony, Tony, we need to wrap this up because I, yeah. I I need a drink. So what is Uncle Tony well, drinking? Oh, okay. Tony, uh, so, I just want to let you know that yeah. the Texarkana Fence Climber Society doesn't seem to be a thing. I've looked up and down. Um, just wanted you to know that in case you know. Thanks. Will. You're looking to join. I'll be down there. Yeah, I'll be down there to start the charter <laughs> shortly. <laughs> right next to our Hall of Fame. <laughs> right next That's to right, right next to the, the lawn facility. <laughs> steroid baseball Hall of Fame. Okay, so here's what I'm drinking tonight. For those of you who don't know, because time is, you know, immortal for the JPP podcast, but we're, we're, we're doing this a little bit later. So Irish coffee and you may think, Oh, it's Irish coffee. It's just coffee and, and Irish whiskey. No, there is a <laughs> specific way to make Irish coffee. And so what the, the audience can't see is for those of you in Sweden, you and can. And neither can we with your filter because oh, your filter okay. covers yeah. it. Up. So, so for those in Sweden, you can get these glasses and it's called the Buena Vista Cafe in San Francisco. And I've been here multiple times to make the best Irish coffee. And so here's how to make this Irish coffee. So it's uh, one teaspoon. It's either two sugar cubes, two sugar cubes, or one teaspoon of brown sugar, and then you pour hot coffee in that. But before oh, I, before that, you've got to take the glass and fill it full of hot water so that the glass itself warms up. So when the coffee gets into it, it's warm. So then you pour the warm water out. You put the two the teaspoon of brown sugar in. Pour the coffee over the top to about four ounces. Then an ounce and a half of, uh, and stir that up so that the sugar, the sugar uh, dissolves. And then, uh, an ounce and a half or one jigger of Irish whiskey, Jameson preferred, but any Irish whiskey will do. And then you top it with, uh, with heavy cream and it sits nice and pretty in this glass. And it is oh so delicious, especially when you're trying to stay awake for a two hour podcast. So yes. it's phenomenal. Great drink, but you've got to do it in that order. If anybody needs it, you know, uh, uh, get us on Facebook or send us an email and I'll send you out the recipe. What, what is the Uncle Tony rating? What are we going to pop on that, oh, that iteration? But if it's in that cup, I don't want just any Irish whiskey. I want that Irish whiskey. Coffee. This Irish whiskey. Irish coffee. This Irish, this Irish coffee is a nine. Oh, oh wow. A wow. Nine nine. Two. Okay. It's one of the best drinks. And, and if, if you ever get a chance to go to San Francisco, the Buena Vista Cafe, uh, down by the wharf, you got it. It's at the bottom of the uh, Powell and Hyde uh, cable car. You got to go. They make it the best. You got to so, do it. So, answer me this, Uncle Tony. Um, yeah. Is it a drink that, like, is it like a Bloody Mary where it's good to have, like, if you kind of are starting the day with a little a little drink? Or is that like, are you saying it's a good, maybe, after meal pre dinner drink? drink? Yeah. yeah. Or are you, are you saying it's like maybe at five before dinner? It's like your appetizer if you're kind of sluggish. Like, what, when is the, Opportune time for an Irish coffee. Yes. Besides, <laughs> yes. Besides just, <laughs> no, the best whatever. the best time is uh, a, a pre brunch drink around ten ten thirty, or then late at night. I, I think you know if you if you've had dinner and you're about to go out and do some stuff, or you're about to you know go have that last walk before for bedtime. That's perfect for it. But it's it's great with a little corned beef hash. I can tell you, it's Ooh, really good. good. Mm. 
It's really good. All I right. mean, that's well, good to know. I think go. I need that recipe for tomorrow. I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that will wrap us up for this week's pod. Next week, we have the champion, or this weekend, we have Championship Sunday. So we'll be back to recap those. And then we'll, the Super Bowl will be set. There will be two Super teams Bowl. left standing. We'll be able to talk about some of that. And then who knows? We might, because we'll have to probably wait a week to do the big Super Bowl uh podcast where we look at some of the props and stuff so there might be a second half of next week's pod that it could get a little funky i, I don't know yeah. so we'll we'll just have to see only time will tell 13 only seconds is too much tell. for Mahomes. 14 is not enough for Dak. all right that'll do it see y'all later peace out peace, peace. out peace. Peace.